This week's sponsor is JD Accounting Services. Are you a creative or small business owner who wants to grow your brand or business, control your spending, and track your earnings? Yes, I am. You are. Mm-hmm. JD Accounting Services is here to help you, Queen. They are a black family team of cloud-based accountants with over 40 years of combined experience serving clients nationwide. They provide each client with secure and confidential monthly record keeping, including receipt and document storage, financial reports, analysis, and recommendations based on your business performance and trends. They are a full service team offering not just bookkeeping services, but payroll, billing to customers, oh. and bill payment to vendor services as well. Ooh, they do a lot of things. They do all that shit. With JD Accounting Services, each client has access to their team of remote accountants 24-7. They are a fresh team who understands that money makers are always on the go, which means that each client can communicate, send, and receive documents directly from your phone, tablet, and laptop. I like that. Money makers are always on the go. That's right. Visiting old guys in office buildings are a thing of the past. Thank God nobody wants that. Visit JD Accounting Services today for all your back office needs and let them help you succeed and grow your business. Visit www.jdaccounting.com for more details or email them at infojdaccounting.com to schedule a free virtual or face-to-face consultation. And that's jdeeaccounting.com. I love this. Me too, y'all. I'm excited about it. Yes. To be young, Four, three, two. <laughs> I just thought of Revelation. Okay. We're not going to do that <laughs> Janet Jackson <laughs> shit again. Didn't we do that? We are right. Okay. Welcome to Dear, Dear Black, Black People, People, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the Netflix series Dear White People. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes. Um, Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers. This is actually our last review episode. We have come to an end, come to but an it has end. been a great end. It's, it's been really, really great. Yeah, so we're spoiling everything. This is everything. everything. Um, if you have watched the series already, then that's cool. If you haven't watched it and you want to watch it without us spoiling it, then please go do that and then come back to mm-hmm. us. If you're somebody who has no interest in watching this show, you can still listen along with us. Yeah. We do do a play-by-play of what's happening so you yes. can keep up with the commentary. So yeah, yo, thank you for listening so far. We really appreciate that. Yes. We've been getting a lot of really, really yeah, good feedback. Really um, you all enjoyed the review that we did of the Troy episode and of that fucking episode with Gabe and Sam together trapped in that fucking studio that was seven and eight I did notice we got a letter of that episode a lot of people really appreciated the way in which we interpreted the Sam and Gabe episode Mm -hmm. and their whole exchange um because I know a lot of people thought that Gabe read Sam and that she needed that read or whatever and we kind of saw it as abuse yeah so y'all can go back and listen to that Mm -hmm. um to see how we felt about that um but we got a letter about the episode so we're gonna read that now and this is from alauna that's how i'm pronouncing it let me know if that was correct or not Mm -hmm. and alauna says hi i'm a new listener of your podcast i found them while looking for reviews of dear white people and y'all's are the only ones i enjoy listening to so shout out to y'all for that just wanted to say i enjoyed your review of episode eight even though y'all hated it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I never liked Sam's character 
much and and was dying for someone to read her or call her out on her behavior at some point i was so desperate for that to happen that i found myself agreeing with gabe in that episode more so than sam i also checked out hashtag dear white people on twitter and it seemed like most people felt she got the read she deserved i.e someone finally called her out on her narcissism and light-skinned privilege um though coco did do this in season one I felt she was painted as the antagonist and we were supposed to side with Sam. That's a good point. The way Uh, agreed. Yes. (laughs) The way Sam has been written this season, I can't believe the writers intended for too many viewers to like her and feel sorry for her. I agree with that. I I think, I don't think that was the intention either. Mm -hmm. Um, I now feel like I fell into the trap to the point I was blind to Gabe's behavior and prob- and how problematic he is. So thank you for sharing your viewpoint on the episode and reminding me of what I thought about Gabe in season one, which is that he's problematic as fuck. Question, do you think, question, what do you think of the writers portraying Gabe the way they have this season? I didn't feel like the writers intended for viewers to dislike Gabe after episode eight, but if you view him as problematic, violent, white liberal, then you surely will. Anyways, thanks again for doing the podcast. They're highly entertaining while also being thought provoking. Is there any chance y'all will go back and review season one of Dear White People? I know Queen says she didn't like season one much, but y'all already reviewed She's Gotta Have It. And what can be worse than that? (laughs) But seriously, I'll tune in to whatever y'all review next, whether I watch the show or not. Peace, love, and unity with the Negro community. You know I love a rhyme. Yes! I like that. Thank you, Alana. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, will we go back and review Dear White People the first season? Probably not. Yeah. But we will probably reference it like just in life yeah. in general. Because mm-hmm. I really did enjoy the fuck out of this. I've been going back and watching Justin Simeon interviews mm-hmm. and like really like getting into it. Now that I feel safe and shit, yeah. I'm like getting into it and all that. So I, I really do um, love it. So I may go back and watch season one just for fuck's sake. Um, but we will be doing more reviews. We actually have a review coming up in our main podcast series yeah. mm-hmm. of uh, a film that's coming out. Yes. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah, just stay tuned. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to do uh, like a little retrospective on like a certain genre of, of film. film. Um, so that should be interesting. So thank you so much. Also, the other question. What do you think of the writers portraying Gabe the way they have this season? Um, I didn't feel like the writers intended for the viewers to dislike Gabe after episode eight. But if you view him as problematic, violent, white liberal, then you surely will. What do you think, Queen? Um, I don't think they, I think for a lot of people, it went over head, went over their head, how mm-hmm. violent, the violence that was happening. Right. Um, because we are brainwashed to think that the, the good white people are on our side or, right. or what the good white people look and like that, and appear to be. So since they're yes. not like fucking calling you nigger, mm-hmm. wearing a Ku Klux Klan uniform mm-hmm. and calling you a tar baby, yeah. then they're not violent. And, and that trying is enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that trying is enough. And like we said in our last episode, to be an ally, you have to actively be doing right. something. And we've never actively seen him do anything besides fuck Sam. So like, right. what... <laughs> what and make that make that documentary am i racist <laughs> am i a racist Cue the and, tears. I, and not ask any white people like what the fuck yeah, like uh, yeah 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 so i don't think that um i think that i don't know maybe he could have i don't think anyone hates him i don't even hate him either mm-hmm. um 
I don't, you know what? I don't hate him, but there I don't are, care enough to hate him. Yeah, well, there are t-shirts, um, you know those name t-shirts that will be a list of a bunch of names, yeah. and they have all the characters. I was like, oh, this is popping. I want one, and then Gabe's name is on oh, there. I don't, but I, but yeah, I wouldn't want on, his son. name on there because on, this son. is about, come for on, me, son. this is about blackness. I don't get why we have to mention this white person's name. You shouldn't be on the shirt. Why are you on the shirt? What are you doing? Uh, to me, but being white I don't know. I guess and getting on my nerves. White people buy it. And I getting bigger cheeks. Know. You have bigger cheeks from the first season to the second season. <laughs> like oh you solved the mystery <laughs> yeah you were like why does he look different yes. yeah he does have bigger cheeks yeah. i think i don't know if I, I didn't get the impression that the writers wrote him to lean in any one direction or another mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i think that in this instance i felt like they just told the story of what was happening um i do feel like a little bit maybe maybe they did write it a little bit in his favor because again personally i didn't want to sit through that Honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was important. Like, it's an important episode, I think, for white people to watch if they somehow understand that he's being violent. But I just felt like I was kind of reliving a certain type of violence that, yeah. that had no reward for me in the end. Like the rest, all the rest of the episodes, I feel like something terrible is happening to black people. But I get I get humor. I get like it turns it on its head and there's exactly. something in there for mm-hmm. me to enjoy and get out of it. This just felt like one long straight episode of like abuse. So, Which I agree, and but I, for me personally, I wouldn't want them to make any light of any of his shit. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have appreciated that either. Mm-hmm. But that's usually how it's served in that way, mm-hmm. and because we're brainwashed to think so many different things that you have probably been in those situations situations and not you, but yeah. talking to the listener and didn't realize that there was an act of violence that was happening to you in that moment. Yeah. Um, just like for, I really feel like for Sam, but we know for Sam, this is literally just an argument with her ex, but it was like, no, this, there was some abusive ass shit Mm -hmm. happening here Mm -hmm. from your ex-boyfriend who was also white and who Mm -hmm. was like using your existence as stuff to make shots at, you know? And it's it's just, it went over her head also Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, Fucking, in fucking. The fucking one of these episodes we're gonna review yeah. it did look like hot sex but not cool not yeah, cool man yes. gabe doesn't deserve hot sex but i was thinking I yeah i don't, don't know i thought I, I was thinking that it was uh, the way the writers portrayed it was neutral but the more i talk about this the more i do feel like maybe it was leaning too much in gabe's favor yeah um because i feel like that that episode opened the door for us to have this conversation mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people after listening to us were like oh shit i hadn't thought the, about it that yeah. way or oh shit they said what i was thinking kind yeah, of thing exactly um but it concerns me now, I guess, that we're talking about it, that so many people were like, yeah, that's what she gets or she needed that or whatever. It was a lot of that going on yeah, on which Twitter. Is, which, and which also makes me think of like Massage Noir and how you're just so quick right. to just see a black woman just like get right. served and we already And we, we already don't like her because of yeah. the, the her narcissism and because of the level of ignorance that she has to some of her privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's not set up in a way for us to feel like, oh, this is actually violence was happening to yeah, her in exactly. this particular episode. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe they'll consider it. I'm, I, in my head, I think that Justin be listening to this, um, review series. <laughs> he's a, he's a, hello. So, yeah. so we'll see it in season so three. So we'll see, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll explore, um, Gabe's, uh, kind of like white liberal violence in season three. Yeah. A little bit. Maybe. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for writing us though. Yeah, that was a good letter. I do love a T-mail. All right, so this week we are reviewing the final episodes, episodes 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. Let's get 
and into it. As always, it. if you want to participate in the conversation of this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram and we're on Facebook and all the social medias or whatever we're all over the place. Whatever so allows hashtags. That's right. And the yeah. hashtag for this show is hashtag dear black people, um, which we know uh hateful white people are using that hashtag. Um but if you use any one of these hashtags, dear black people, dear white people, hashtag dear white people too, um, along with the T with QJ hashtag, we will be there and we will talk back to you and yeah. we will retweet that shit. Mm-hmm. So thank you all who have been doing that so far. So this is the episode where Sam just finds out that her dad has passed away. This yeah. is after the violent uh, Gabe episode. Mm-hmm. After violence, she's met with tragedy because her oh. dad passed. Right. Um, so we see her back in her dorm room packing. And then the flashbacks and the conversation about who her dad was. Um, the narrator, Giancarlo Esposito, the homie, talks about who Sam's dad was, that he loved to cook. He was a teacher. He was a thinker, all this stuff. And we see scenes of her from a little girl spending time with her dad. There's a scene of her first day of school in what looks to be like, what is this, like middle school yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Where- we had a Solange looking like girl <laughs> play her. I don't know. She looked like Solange to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we see her let go of his hand. Uh, we know that Sam's dad yeah. is white. And she mentioned in the film, for anybody who saw the movie, she mm-hmm. mentions, she tells this story of holding her dad's hand and like letting go of his hand or yeah. like students not wanting other black students to see her with this white like dad, that, like yeah. as if that meant something. Mm-hmm. So in this scene, it's not clear to me if it's a callback. Well, it is a callback to that, but if it's referencing that so much, like the racial dynamics yeah. of that, or if it's referencing, oh, I'm a big girl, I don't hold my dad's hand yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a little of both. Right, 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 right. And then we cut back to the scene where she um, rushes her dad off of the off of Skype or whatever FaceTime iChat right whatever right, iPhone right. does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. rushes her dad off and then he says something about her you know being difficult don't pay attention to the trolls mm-hmm. and she's like are you calling me difficult so it's like just their last interaction was not a tense good one. yeah not a good one on her part and then he kind of she kind of rushes him off or hangs up on him and mm-hmm. so she's feeling sad about that as she packs to go and um see her dad um i want to note that when she when there's episodes in a season where she is dealing with um like i don't know like pain or like trauma that her hair is always down mm. but when or it's, it's weird i don't know why but i just noticed that like in this episode her hair is down the gabe episode her hair is down um and then every other episode her hair is up i don't know if that signifies anything but for me it just was because i pay attention to hair it was just like i don't know like right. why why this i happened. think i think well first of all her hair is used as a tool in the film and in other conversations yeah. they talk about um her it's alluded to that she wears her hair up to appear to be like there's always this conversation going on about her trying to prove her blackness yeah and that her hair is up to kind of um minimize the fact that she has like straighter looser hair yeah. or whatever right so that, that that's there's that conversation but, but now what you're saying which is actually making me uncomfortable now because uh-huh. it's reality yeah because we're bending into like reality now mm-hmm. is that i i feel like which i mentioned on the last episode that she is um, they want her to appear more what we consider to be more but delicate like a lady like a lady more yeah. femme mm-hmm. more vulnerable and so it's concerning to me something that deserves care right yeah yes mm-hmm. so it's concerning Concerning to me that in those instances, she has her loose curls are down Down. as opposed to up, um, which is 
is kind of like one of those ways in which we look at like black women, right? So mm-hmm. your your average middle of the road black girl, her hair texture is not of yeah, this, yeah, right? So not. she doesn't have the ability to look like this image of what we consider um, more vulnerable, mm-hmm. delicate, yeah. a lady. She will never, your average black girl will never, never look like yeah. this naturally. And so it, it average, and so we know black girls come in many different ways. Yeah. Um, so we're it's, talking about in the scope of like white supremacy, right? When yes. she says that, when yes. she says average, absolutely. So uh, it, it does make me uncomfortable that the casting, that the wardrobe choice mm-hmm. is to have her hair loose, because we know that none of this is. When you're looking at shows and watching wardrobe stuff, you can tell whether it's care put to something, and this yeah. is the type of show that where care is placed, I yeah. think, on everything. Mm-hmm. So as we always say on our main show, black hair, black woman's hair is political. It is. We, we don't want it to be. We just want to have hair, but. But it's yeah. it's White a fucking political act. Made it a political right. Act. So I'm a little bit concerned to what you point out that yeah. this is this is the way that they're choosing to um, demonstrate her. her vulnerability. Yeah. You know. So she's leaving. What I do like is that it looks like Joelle is traveling with her. Mm-hmm. Reggie is carrying their bags and making weird, awkward little jokes. This is also but it's also interesting because we know that he has been kind of trying to date Joelle and he used to really um, be into Sam and so he's kind of telling jokes to make Sam feel better but he's also it's also clear that he's very concerned about okay Joelle is about to travel I'm gonna miss her you know it's it's interesting the way that they're juggling those dynamics yes yes it was cute so Gabe who is an older student yes i did finally call this motherfucker gabe um with his fat cheeks (laughs) so fat cheeked gabe has got sam and joelle a rental for this Mm -hmm. trip yeah back to sam's house for the funeral and he stocked the car full of mad water for no reason because he's white when they are guilty they pour it on (laughs) and it's just like re-fucking here's a car here's water (laughs) what else can i do um so he offers he's like listen i'm here for whatever you need and then he they exchange this awkward he like goes to kiss her in person she's like okay uh, whatever like public pda whatever and joe is like visibly like what the fuck so sam is like all right y'all can say your little secret uh bestie goodbyes which is a call back to joelle's secret friendship with gabe Mm -hmm. um they get in the car and we see coco rushing down yeah join them she's got all her bags way too many bags way too many and sam is like what are you doing she's like listen i loved your dad i'm going with you he was like a father to me Mm -hmm. sam was like he's actually my dad but (laughs) okay she's like listen i'm going and low-key i've been in touch with your mom so it it i like also that this kind of plays to the dynamics of like like college friendships Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because we know that there has been tension between sam and coco and they're not particularly besties even though they did have a friendship but um that she wants to be there for her at this time yeah so they're in the car and they're on this road trip and Coco turns on what song was this? Oh, finally, right? Finally, it has happened. To I think she put on the song first they didn't like and then something else. No, she just put it on again. Oh. Yeah. So she puts on Finally It's Happened, whatever the fuck. I don't know the actual name of that song. And Sam is like, listen, I just want to be in silence. Yeah. And then she And that starts- is an awkward song. Someone <laughs> died and you're like, finally it's happened to me. Yeah, that's uh, 
Awkward. <laughs> foul on the plate, Coco. Come better. Um, and then Sam remembers that the last time that she spoke to her dad, she screamed at him and kind of shut him out. And she meant to call him last week, but she didn't. She's like, listen, fuck silence. Entertain me. Yeah. Coco goes back to putting the music on. And uh, it's adorable. Quite yeah, it frankly. Is. It is really cute. Yeah, yeah. Car scenes in movies or, uh, movies or TV shows always annoy me because she can die like why is she like Coco's in the back seat but she's like all in the front seat no seat belt and I'll I'm just like I'll be doing that I'll be doing that y'all you, you people annoy me I know move back so we, could get, we could get pulled over it's move the fuck like, back no we're gonna laugh we're gonna talk I wanna be in it nah it's cute it's cute it's cute so they finally arrive and we see the cars out so that's the other thing is that they don't live far from the campus yeah. so I think that's important to note um so it's not like she was super far away from her family um they arrive at Sam's house and we see two cars. Well, there's a few cars outside, but she notes that her uncles have arrived and one of them has a feel the burn Burned. bumper, like Bernie yeah, bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, is, one has what is his name? Bernie, Bernie Sanders, right? Bernie uh, Sanders bumper sticker. You forgot him that quick. I did. That's he's a forgettable <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. Another one has a Hillary Clinton um, bumper sticker on another right. car. So I guess it's just showing how I guess liberal mm-hmm. or white liberal um, mm-hmm. her family, the white side of her family is. I'm assuming right. everybody's car is white, but it could be a black people car. But whatever. I did assume that when she met her uncles, that she was talking about two white men. Yeah, me and too. I don't know why I assumed that when. We know that she's half black. I don't know why I just I assume there. that because I don't really know black people who put political bumper stickers on their car like that personally. Okay. So that's why I just assume white people. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We noticed that the um they have Christmas decorations, which means that her dad put them up before he passed away. Yeah. So um that is sad. That pulled at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Not mine, hers. okay so her aunt comes out who is rachel from family matters (laughs) rachel from family matters yes she actually kind of um she looks older than my mom but she actually always thought that she looked a little bit like my mother which is funny because she still does (laughs) like i can see it yeah yeah it's really cute my mother is not this tender and overtly overbearing like this (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so she's given a lot of love and saying you know you can cry if you want and all this stuff or whatever and then she meets sam's friends yeah. and she's hugging up on them and with the, the shaky hug yes which is intense i do that to people that i know maybe i'll stop now yeah but i, I think she's overdoing it because, oh, it's, because it's a lot going grief. on it's a lot yeah, of grief like yeah. someone's past mm-hmm. then we meet her uncles and it's actually a black uncle and a white uncle yeah so that was a plot twist and they are debating politics yeah and then they see sam and they're happy to see her. Very loving. Yeah. Which I thought was sweet. And they're still talking about her dad and how he's there in spirit. And that he would be agreeing with the black uncle. That's <laughs> what the black uncle said. I, yes. I forget what his name was. Mm-hmm. but So it's clear also that her dad was some sort of like white liberal guy. Yeah. And politically mm-hmm. involved and engaged. Yeah. We meet Sam's mom. Who's in the back getting things ready and, and like busying herself? Yes, it's Tasha Mack from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that show? Steve Harvey. Oh yeah, Steve Harvey. Show. I was uh-huh. saying Tasha Mack from. Oh right, right. She was actually on Steve Harvey. Yeah, she but was. I forgot. A... Yeah, that she she's Tasha, Tasha Mack, Mack from the, the game. game. That's yes. right, the game, yes. the game. What I like about her mom is that she's a homegirl black girl. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I think a lot of times when people, uh, people who are ignorant. 
picture interracial relationships they assume the black woman is a certain type of black woman yeah, you know what i'm saying that is like white leaning or white adjacent in mm-hmm. some way but she's clearly a homegirl she's happy to see sam's yeah. black homegirl friends mm-hmm. and um, i really enjoy her hair yes it's big and curly yes yeah. big huge curly hair yeah clearly some type of wig yeah they don't shy away from letting us know they don't tell us that but, but if we, you black you we knew know she had on a, a big ass curly weed i seen you on the wig. train you would have like did the wig head the nod. wig head nod yeah. yo yeah so is she's being warm and friendly it's clear that she has some sort of relationship with sam's friends from college yeah they have good banter sam is kind of suspicious because she's so busy she points out that um there's a congratulations like fruit whatever the fuck in the background edible arrangement edible arrangement her mom kind of plays it off like oh you know aunt debbie or somebody must have got her confused or hates me or something like that which i didn't think anything of until later in the episode yeah so sam's friends are like oh she seems to be taking this really well sam's finds it weird because she's usually not like that Mm -hmm. now they're having dinner with the whole family and um sharing stories and shit what was interesting to me about this scene is Sam's white cousin. So it's a mixed table. Yeah. White uncle is telling a story about how they met, I think. How uh, Sam's dad and mom met. And so they tell that story and they take a toast. And the toast They're is They're handing actually, out whiskey shots. Right, right, right. And they drink them and it's actually tea. Because <laughs> yeah. Joel and Sam, no, was it Coco and Sam? Coco, yes, Coco and Sam. Back when they were friends freshman year, they replaced the whiskey with, with tea. tea. So that was a cute callback. Uh, also, Coco shows up and she she's got a plate of hudite. <laughs> she calls it um, because the crudite is shaped like an owl. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting to me in this scene is Sam is sitting next to her white cousin. Uh, but BT Dub, they're all in these uh, very thick um, fall or winter sweaters in or whatever. The in the house. I like to point that out because I think it's something about this area that mm-hmm. they're in. What is it? Providence, Rhode Island, New England, wherever the fuck they are. It's a sweater town. Yeah, it's clearly a sweater town. But the white cousin, whatever her name is, starts... It seems like she's jealous of her. She's like, oh, must have been nice. Must be nice having, you know, going to an actual college. Yeah. University of Phoenix doesn't have a campus or boys or whatever the fuck. Then she starts talking about how Sam's dad really loved her. It's weird. The dynamic is weird. Yeah. And I just got that. She was a hating ass white she bitch. She was a hating ass white ass bitch. That's what I got from mm-hmm. it. Sam's white uncle is debating whether or not Elvis is king. And I find it odd that he's been kind of in association with this black family all this time yeah, and he's still, still having, having that conversation. conversation. That's, that seemed like a little bit of a lazy thing to include here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this scene? No. Okay. This is also where um, the hating ass white bitch starts to mention that her dad was so strong in his final days and mm-hmm. she reveals that he had a second operation. Yes. So she says it as if Sam knew this already and Sam is actually just discovering that, that he did have a second that. operation. Yeah. So also what we don't know about this hating ass white bitch is if she knew that Sam didn't know. And cause it seemed like she was trying to act like she really like was close, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to her uncle, I guess. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, so Sam finds out about the second surgery, which she had no idea about. Mm-hmm. And now she's upset. So we cut to Sam in the kitchen her mom asked her to get some Tupperware for the chili. And Sam was like, what the fuck? We got chili in the freezer already. Why the fuck didn't you tell me about dad's second surgery? 
Well, before that, she's like, can we talk? Mom is like, we'll talk later. You have a speech to write. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't want to write a speech. Can I grieve in peace? She's like, you're his only child. Write the fucking speech. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, why didn't you tell me about the surgery? She's like, I was holding out hope that he was going to recover. And then it it seems clear then that that's why, that's probably why the aunt sent that congratulations basket. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I didn't want to accept. The mom is like, I didn't want to accept that he might not make it. It felt like giving up. I wanted to be hopeful that he would live. Sam is talking out the side of her face to her mom, talking all reckless. Like, well, it would have given me the chance to say goodbye. This hurts her mom, of course. She's crying. She's like, listen, I lost my husband. Listen, bitch. Hello, little You're girl? You're not the only one who was experiencing loss Hello. right now. But because we know Sam is self-absorbed and only cares about herself mm-hmm. and her pain, of course, mm-hmm. that's not even a thought. Right, right. And then she says, listen, my family disowned me. He was my everything. It was just us. When I married that white man, my family left me. It was just us in this world. And now he's gone. So you don't have a monopoly monopoly on grief. Go fuck yourself. Okay. I'm going to put this chili in the yep. freezer. <laughs> Why do moms do that? Because <laughs> she didn't have, like, she was saying stuff without saying it. Like, uh-huh. put this, this is my house. Right. Like, I'm going to put this shit back. That's like, right. That's right. That's <laughs> coming in here, taking chili yeah. out of my freezer. I'll Moving eat it shit. when I get goddamn ready. I don't care how long we had this chili. Okay. So then we cut to a moment in black hair we cut to <laughs> sam's bedroom this is our first moment in black hair of the whole series which is weird to me no it's not when is another no one? the first moment in black hair was first of all joelle no has been giving us moments in hair the whole time i'm thinking moments no, in black one. hair and sleep time yes i have one okay. for you well no it's sleep time at sleep time no but we had the moment in black hair when kelsey asked coco if her weave was new Oh, yeah. Right. So that was a moment in black hair. But yeah, yeah, this is the first bedtime moment in black hair. And we see Coco and Joelle in Sam's room um, putting on their bedtime headscarves. Yes. And we know Coco has on her bonnet. Right. We also see hair product on a bed. Um, right yeah one yeah. of the i think i feel like one of those jars are african pride but i'm not gonna they turn the label oh around. most definitely see the red top yeah we see you red top most definitely <laughs> um and joelle is putting on a scarf because mm-hmm. she has braids yeah. so she puts on a scarf to cover all the braids and sam um doesn't need any of that because, because she's a about 3c bitch yes she's a, she's a 3c <laughs> bitch and so she just has hers up in a ponytail <laughs> Which she looks like she's going to sleep in. Is that what y'all do? Three C bitches? You, is that pineappling? <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know, know what this is. Four C here. You don't take it down? I don't and, know what that means. I don't know. Me neither. Um, but yes. So she's not concerned about putting on a headscarf. Mm-hmm. And so she's still talking about, she's still upset and talking about what she said. She keeps thinking about the last thing she said to her dad and how they had an argument, how she doesn't want to write this speech and joelle is saying you don't beat up yourself don't beat yourself up over a phone call you just lost your dad mm-hmm. sam is still sad he deserves so much better and they said then she says in high school somebody thought they used to think that he was my driver <laughs> and not my dad and i never corrected them mm. and joelle is like what kind of town is this they thought a white man <laughs> was your driver <laughs> that was funny word because really, what is it? But actually, that also speaks to the fact that it's supposed to be, I think, some sort of white liberal town. Yeah. Joelle is trying to encourage her. Like, listen, don't stress yourself out. Speak from the heart. You don't have to write a whole fucking intense ass speech. Do you? If you don't feel like fucking writing it, don't fucking write it. And Coco is like, no, you should prepare something. Write something down in case you get choked up. And Joelle is like, you're stressing her out. Coco's like, no, I'm helping her and not just co-signing her and coddling her, which 
was yeah and she's like you never challenge her right 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 and she's like why the fuck do i need to challenge her i'm her friend but i think this what goes back to um kind of the friend fallout that they had like coco being her friend from before and now all of a sudden they're not friends anymore and her and joelle are friends and just the dynamics of like friendship and like oh well she wanted a friend who would just co-sign whatever she said exactly and that's what she has which actually it makes me think of in season one when coco kind of called her out on um colorism but also like the hair thing when she was like you need to just wear your real hair and she's like it's different uh-huh. for me blah 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 so she did challenge her in that space and that ruined their friendship mm-hmm. and then when we think about or well, part of it ruined their friendship mm-hmm. but then I think about that scene that you and I were talking about when um, what's her face Sam brought up the color like oh how do you walk around in that dark skin and yes. just whatever and, and Joelle, Joelle kind of just, just rolled like, her eyes and brushed know, it off girl. like I don't want to go there you know whatever right. so it does show the differences is how they address Sam mm-hmm. um, even though they're both kelly's as yes say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so i thought it was cool that they put that in there mm-hmm. um i didn't even just notice it so just now when we were like rewatching yeah. the episode, but yeah, yeah it's pretty dope because it's the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's like well i just want to cry so sam rolls crawls into a ball and cries and they're like listen you have our shoulder to lean on and joelle says a few things to try and encourage her and then poco comes over and she's like listen your dad never saw you as hating him or being frustrated with him or whatever he never took it that way and she's like we used to stay we stayed in touch after like you went all mean girl on me and were friends you mean joelle was saying this you said coco coco did say this oh okay i stayed in touch with your dad he never you know took it this way or whatever Mm -hmm. he just thought that you were a strong personality and you were gonna fight for what you believed in and he really loved you and believed in Mm -hmm. you I think it also shows because Coco is kind of there's no the villain in this thing is white supremacy, but right. Coco is kind of like a villain. Position she's of, positioned as a villain. Yeah. she can be seen as one. Yeah, so it's it just shows that the fact that she still kept this relationship with Sam's dad, even though they weren't talking, even mm-hmm. though they had this falling out, even though she wasn't friends with her anymore and was still actively battling with her on campus. Right. Um, she was still able to keep this relationship with this, with her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like disconnect that from whatever falling out she had with Joel. So it kind of shows that she's not just this horrible villainous type. The fall she had with Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So she drops that bomb. And Joelle is like, you had this, you've been holding on to this the whole time and I'm trying to make her feel better. And you just now telling us that you spoke to her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was cute. So they have a nice little cuddle scene. And then we cut to Sam laying awake, awake in her bed and she goes down to her dad's study and starts going through his stuff. I want to study. You'll have one. I I will. You will. Mm. I don't know what those are for, but okay. You have it's for your little office corner that you already have in oh, your yeah, house. I that do. would be your study. <laughs> I don't know what these are for. Bitch got a whole tack board. <laughs> this is my plan. This is my organizer. This is my task list. This is my computer. These are my books. That's what a study is for. Okay. All that, all that shit, okay. and your fucking stationery. That oh, I love stationery. Okay, yes. what do you even talk? I don't know what a study. Yes, okay. Call it the room. Okay, so <laughs> we're in Sam's dad's study, and um. Sam's dad is actually sitting in the corner, I guess, like his spirit kind yeah. of thing, sitting there in the room. And <laughs> he looks so happy. He's, he's just a happy white man. Yeah. He better be sitting there looking happy. You're going to be white anywhere, okay? You better be sitting there looking fucking happy. Yeah, if you're going to be right? a white ghost spirit thing. You better look happy. You better look as non-threatening as possible. That's right. So we're going through his stuff. 
and he's clear that she's sa- he saved all of the little arts and crafts projects she did from a little kid. She takes pictures out of his drawer, which is a picture of Uncle Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. That's right. Her dad and Uncle Joe Biden, mm-hmm. who um, while he is not invited to the cookout because we do not extend invites to the cookout, we do, we do love us some Uncle Joe. Mm-hmm. And a picture of him and Harry Belafonte, who we do also fuck with heavily. Yes. So it's clear that her dad was like in the mix and not just like a talker yeah. it looks like he we're supposed to understand that he was like a doer and like he was active he's he was not active. like fat cheek gabe right <laughs> who just wants to make a movie and terrorize and, black people yeah. he was like active in um trying to create change that's right things like that that's right so she he, also pulls out an old ass ipad mm-hmm. ipod ipod that's where he listens to her podcast yes. which is very cute yeah. um he said he kept every episode of her broadcast finds a fucking macaroni structure she pulls out a book that he purchased from uh, one of the local like old bookstores mm-hmm. and we we see that it's that book that the older black students on campus like in the flashback yeah, we're looking they... at that's supposedly a book that slaves used to mark which white headmasters or whatever yeah, not of the to school fuck with. not to fuck with or um to put poop in their pie or whatever the fuck yeah, like you know there's a lot of x's in here so don't, yeah don't fuck with none of them right basically. right right um, and then she finds the Godfather book, which is their favorite book, mm-hmm. and a letter falls out. So she starts reading the letter. It's a sweet letter, so it's clear that he knew that he was gonna pass away. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you find this, then I've definitely passed away. Shit happens, and it's loving. So it turns out that she doesn't really have to write a it's, eulogy, a yeah. speech. Um, so she's able to read this letter, which kind of speaks to him knowing his daughter and yeah. knowing how she is and what she needs. So and, yeah, and him just always kind of having her back. Yes. Um, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever issues they may have with right, each other. Right. So she starts reading the letter and then we cut to her at the funeral reading the letter and how we know. So her mom is sitting there looking dip and fresh to death. So the yes. whole family is family is there at the um at the what is it, graveyard, gravesite? Yeah. Or whatever. So they're having a funeral outside. At the burial. The burial. Yeah. Thank you. At the burial. And she's sitting there with a fresh new hairdo. Up do, yes. Okay. The absolute next day. So mm-hmm. you know she had a whole ass entire wig on that the night before. Yeah. And now she has an adorable natural hairstyle. Do you think that this is a pinned in piece on top? Um, yeah, it is. It's I think it's a ponytail. And then they added the braid. Like right right because i think she has one in the front and the back of that yeah yeah um so joelle anyway moment of black hair <laughs> so joelle and coco are there joelle looks cute and she's crying coco looks, coco's hat she looks a whole ass mess she it's does. adorable but she does look like a whole ass she's doing like, the most. like black like grand auntie okay yeah, she's I need doing her, the way I need her to relax. and right. now i understand why because i was wondering when she had her luggage to get in the car i was like why the fuck did she have a hat box she needed, oh there we go yeah i was like why the fuck does she she's so bougie ain't That's nothing in there so like funny. i'm like why the fuck she got a hat oh, box no, girl. She that is a, why she, had a funeral she has hat that fucking box. hat box that's right anything else about this um, no. So the dad sends a bunch of nice shit. He tells his ex-wife, "Move on, find love. You deserve that. Y'all that all deserve ex-wife. the best." Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. His widowed his wife. Widow, yes. that's right. Yes. All I know is ex-wife. <laughs> clearly, clearly, that's all, that's all I know. You break up, it's because motherfuckers ex-wife. ain't shit. Ex-wife, <laughs> you're trash. Was he dead? No, he's trash. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a great letter. Mm-hmm. So move on. I love everybody. Yada yada yada. 
Oh, and then we see, as she's reading this, we see flashbacks to their moments together, mm-hmm. um, to her as a kid, tucking her in during the holidays, putting important books mm-hmm. in her hand to read, challenging her intellectually, yeah. lovingly steering her in the right direction. Yeah. And then he talks about how he didn't, he encouraged her not to be defined by certain social definitions of who she should be. Mm-hmm. So that, that I thought was an important note. Yeah. Um, because the other piece of this, I think, is the notion that Sam is always trying to prove how black she is, yeah. but also that she came from a background of people, her parents, her, her white father included, who were... Um, active. Active. Yes, yes. incredibly they were active. active. They were proactive. They were movers. They were shakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they were reading. They were thinking. Yes. They were doing. Yes. So it's not like she has a clueless white dad and is now just an yeah, activist because she, ha- she yeah, wants to be exactly. a certain type of thing. She was actually raising this. It was, yes. She didn't have like a complacent white dad who just exactly. was just like, we don't, you know, you don't see color and we, blah, 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 blah. Color. We don't talk We're about humans yeah. and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college, you learned, let me oh, flip black. the switch oh, yeah. and all of that stuff. Like, no, this he was actually right. nurturing you and all of this right. fucking shit. A lot of what you think comes from your white dad. Mm-hmm. Um which I think she probably thought there was a disconnect there. And it's like, no, a lot of right. who you are is connected to these things. Yes. Your white dad taught you your whole fucking life, you know. So. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Uh, yeah. You're absolutely right. It brings it full circle. And mm-hmm. she does. You're right. She does grow and realize a lot of things in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. She says, I know who I am and I'm going to make you so proud. So that's really sweet and cute. Yeah. And it's nice to say also because, again, there's this concept that, oh, she doesn't know who she is. She's lost and confused. She's trying to be something that she's not. Exactly. Especially after her having an argument with that other white piece of shit who threw all of that in her face. Right. So for her to have this resolve from the white man who was her dad, who was like, I've kind of always been teaching you this and showing you these things. It's actually like great closure. And I like how you make that. that difference, that distinction between... The type of white man her dad is and the type, the type of, of white, white man, man that, that Gabe, Gabe is. is. And that doesn't mean that Gabe can't grow into the type of white guy that her dad is. Yeah. Or that her dad wasn't at some point problematic. But we do see that at least at this stage in time, there is a yeah. distinction between that type of, I'm going to use the word allyship. But mm-hmm. there's a difference between the way that those two do those things. One yeah. is perhaps a true ally if mm-hmm. we choose to use that word. Mm-hmm. And one will tell you I'm an ally because he's not. He's an asshole. Exactly. Right. So maybe that'll open her eyes to the possibility of men closer to her dad than gay not this season <laughs> but maybe one day yeah. oh you're right it is one ponytail so we're back in the kitchen with her mom and sam and um sam thinks her, her mom excuse me thinks that it's joelle or coco in the room to help her and she's like oh can you call sam and sam is like oh no it's me mm-hmm. so we know there's again been some tension and disconnect between yeah. sam and her mom mm-hmm. but sam comes in to help and apologize and say she wants some of that amazing chili because that apparently is her mom's thing what's your mom's thing my mom's thing i don't know do i know my mom no i'm joking <laughs> is your mom is like a, a cooker Does my she mom cook? is a cooker but like my mom is a cooker like i'm a cooker it's because we like to eat it's not really okay. about like so you're going to a family function what's your mom bring my mom is bringing either chicken or she's bringing fried fish 
Okay. Yeah, people love my mother's fried fish. Boom. Okay. So, so, yeah. so that's Oh yeah, thing. so that's my thing. Yeah. What's yes. your mother's thing? Okay. So my mother <laughs> You must you know, this thing sounds traumatizing All to right. you. It's not that it's traumatizing. Um my mother can cook. My mother is not like a cook. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But she can cook. But my mother's thing, which mm-hmm. is not really I'm not gonna dismiss it, but my mother's thing would be like lasagna, mm-hmm. which she is actually good at making lasagna. Mm-hmm. Or her thing is brownies. She okay. does do a good brownie situation. However, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is just the trauma of being a single mom with three kids. Yeah. Um, she forgets how to make them. She'll like make them and like forget. And then what? One time I caught her reading the box. I'm like, what is? What kind of mama? <laughs> what in the heck? What is happening? It's here? because she's not a cooker. She just right. does the recipe and knows how to follow the instructions yes. of the recipe. But it's not like something she's going to make hers because it's like. But she this used is not to honestly. She really did used to just make them and throw down. And she'd be like, wait, how do I? I'm like, why are you asking me? Well, that sounds like age. Mother's. Don't let her know I said that. Right. No, she, but it, that she's happens. She's a young mom. She's no. been doing that, pulling but, that shit for like 20 years. The, oh. How did I? I don't know. It's, Maybe she just wants y'all to do it. Because that's how I learned oh, how to Oh, well, cook. yeah. Well, her new thing is salad. And so the joke is, don't nobody want that? <laughs> Every holiday. She's like, I'll bring the salad. She's like, how about nobody was going to oh, ask gosh. for salad? So You know what? This makes me think of off, off topic, but mm-hmm. this made me think of I was at way at work on a conference and we went to a buffet and they had banana pudding and one of our colleagues got put banana pudding on her plate and we were like you're gonna eat that mm-hmm. she's like what is banana pudding and i was like banana pudding is like potato salad you don't hello. just be eating that you gotta know who made it hello oh yeah my sister's a banana pudding person okay. yeah okay back to this uh-huh. <laughs> no i'm back it is two ponytails okay sorry i'm obsessed with this hairdo yeah I, only because she had that wig on the night before I don't this know. is what black women do i know i just always get so excited to see it portrayed on to on t on the mm-hmm. screens yeah mm-hmm. so she says she didn't realize when she gave her speech she didn't realize that uh sam's dad dad had been putting on such a brave face for all of them and you and i miss him he's my everything and you know they laugh they have a moment about dad and then she calls sam sandwich which is what her dad used to call her she's like i've inherited that now it's mine now I yeah will, from this day forth i will call you sandwich mm-hmm Oh, and she's sad. She ne- she re- it's clear. I like the way they demonstrate how her parents were still in love. Yeah, they were still in like a happy, healthy marriage, and they wanted to fuck with each other. Because I don't fully understand that. So um, <laughs> when I see it portrayed on television, it's it's cute and it's real. I do know a few couples that have been married this long. I just don't understand it. So we cut into the night. It's nighttime. She's back in her bedroom, and Coco is giving Joelle a facial. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because they don't like each other. Right. So they're bonding. Yeah. At some point, I don't remember when in this episode, at some point she's doing, she's talking to Coco and they're talking about skin. And she's like, oh, this is good. This is good for the Kellys. This is So I like this theme that they yeah. have. So the Kellys mm-hmm. are like the darker skinned girl, the black girl that everybody likes to forget yeah. if there's a light skinned girl the, in the room. The second choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the Kelly Kelly reference um, from Beyonce as in Kelly Rowland. And so I like that there is this. Yes, we're all black girls, but they, that they're having this darker mm-hmm. skinned black girl connection yeah. and unity kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So and it shows what Coco or Joelle couldn't get from the friendships that they have. Yeah. Because we mostly see Coco with these white girls. Right. And then we mostly see Joelle with, um, with Sam. Sam, who is a black black girl but doesn't experience the vitriol that joelle experiences and she never will yes Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't think about that i appreciated that they were like bonding on this level but i didn't Mm -hmm. realize that this is something that that 
it's possibly that they're not getting yeah. from anyone mm-hmm. else anywhere else. Yeah. So it's yes. Cool. Yeah, it's yes. Cool to see that. Yes. So Lionel calls and he's like, listen, I want to tell you before you, you heard we lost Carson Rhodes. Carson Rhodes was the black intellectual who was supposed to come to campus and speak. speak. And she's like, Sam is like, did he die too? Which I thought was funny. Could you just be in the <laughs> yeah, zone and exactly. bad shit happening? Yeah. You're like, he's dead. I could, I could hear Jay saying that. Yeah, totally. So, and I'd be crying already. <laughs> just like her. Just like her. Um, and my face would be like, Joel. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is happening? Oh my God. <laughs> um. Yeah, so and eating. <laughs> and eating. And eating. And yes. eating. And eating. So uh Lionel's like, no, he's not dead. He's just not coming to Winchester. We don't we don't have the funding. Um Troy, when he was in his downward spiral, he forgot to secure funding for <laughs> core. And <laughs> Troy is so such a fuckboy, yo. He's oh, clean shaven in this, but he still looks like a fuckboy. Yes. He can still get it though. Mm-hmm. This is actually adorable use of FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that also because our other review series somehow they were living in 2018, yes, 2017. There was, there was a limited right when we reviewed She's Gotta Have It. There was a limited use of like social media, of technology. And the internet. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's almost as if forty year olds or something wrote okay, that. Okay, but we won't get so into that. Right. But they use a they use social media media and really technology well. really well right in right, this. right right so troy is apologetic but he's like yeah i forgot to do that shit but because of you i'm gonna have lunch with my dad and maybe i'll tell him i love him <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay this is lionel's in the background like dude this is Making not the his time faces. yeah this is not the time for this and sam is like so i lost i lost my dad and now thanks to you we lost carson so He's like, it's not like Coco caught the mistake because Coco is in charge of core right yeah. now. And she's like, don't you even start with me. I'm on top of it. And Lionel is like, so we got nothing. And then Sam looks over at her little whatever case where I think she put that book in that her yeah. dad had bought. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I think we have something. Which I still personally, I, I don't know. Maybe she helped birth this idea, but I didn't. I still don't. This didn't connect for me. Like why she says no, we've got something. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know. Nothing's jumping at me now. Maybe something. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah. I want to say that I like the box. <laughs> oh, you fucking stationary <laughs> ass bitch! Like that. What's a study for? What? <laughs> what on earth would I put in there? All right. <sighs> All right. So that's how episode nine ends. So what is our dear black people for episode nine? Dear black people, anytime is the time for community. Okay. Um, what you call it? Coco could have just like not come, not have been there for her homegirl, right. and she still did it. Like mm-hmm. anytime is the time for community. Anytime is the time to step up and say like, yes, we might be different or see mm-hmm. this world in different ways, but we still black in this shit, and I still right. got your black, and I still love you. Right. Um. So yes, dear black people, anytime is the time to show up for each other and. Mm-hmm have love for each other and offer community yes that reminds me of us Mm -hmm. sometimes and like the way that we do business the way that we do things there are people who we don't disagree who we don't necessarily agree with yeah but y'all would never know or Mm -hmm. white folks would Mm -hmm. never know Mm -hmm. or it's people who we openly have critiqued on this show black folks but if you say something we will stab you over them because our sense of loyalty and community is towards black folks black women in particular Mm -hmm. black femmes in particular um so i i agree with that i Mm -hmm. like that and 
also dear black people i like this i really did like that kelly's thing i thought that was super cute and i guess that goes back to community Mm -hmm. building community and the notion of the different types of white people Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like how her dad and gabe were so different you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. in the way that they approached um, Even the fucking uncle who keeps bringing up fucking Elvis at dinner. Yes. Yes. He yeah. was clearly different from mm-hmm. her dad. You know what I'm saying? Because her dad knows that that's an argument yeah. that should not be made and nobody wants to and hear he that shit. He probably was waiting for his brother to not be there to say that shit. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. Because they, they made it clear that he would also um, debate yeah. the white uncle as yes. well. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Dear white people. What do we have for Dear White People this episode? Dear White People, your white tears mean nothing. They mean nothing to us. They mean nothing to us. Like, stop overcompensating with your guilt. That's what I get from Gabe when he was like, I have the car. I have the water. I have this. (laughs) I have that. Do you want me to ride you on my back? They're like. Right. Relax. Okay. Yes. Well, at least for me, those white tears for the most part don't mean. Right anything and a lot of times they just make me uncomfortable when you go like keep going and going and going it's like Mm -hmm. all right are you an ally or are you trying to make me feel bad because you feel bad that's the second one that's what they're doing (laughs) um okay cool that i like that and um yeah yo don't bring what don't bring up elvis no more yo why are we doing that (laughs) yes dear white people who's doing that why He's dead. Doing that? Leave him there. Why he, we got to talk about him? Not only that, but all the information that we have about him shows that he stole black music, that um, there's documents and reports of him being racist. We have receipts. We have receipts. Don't bring up Elvis again. Why? Why is he your go-to? Look we, for other whites. We know why. Don't look for other whites. No. Just drop it. There could be whites that we don't have information on yet. I don't want the information. Just saying. The okay. So there's that episode. Let's take a break. Yes, let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Black People, our Dear White People review series. Mm-hmm. We actually are motherfucking podcasters. We have a whole ass other show. A whole entire show called Tea with Queen and Jay, where we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a fucking time. Every motherfucking week, we discuss liberation, pop culture, and politics. And um, we fucking like doing it, yo. Yo, and you're here already. You love here. us. You're our friend. You might as well subscribe to Press our subscribe. Shit. We do a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday, yo. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Can't wait to see you. Or feel you. Or hear you. Or get an email from you. It's going to creep you. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> episode 10, yo. You ready? This is the last episode of the series, yo. I'm sad to see it go. I'm ready. All right. So the scene opens with uh ricky canceled right right. crossing roads signs uh he's canceled he's not coming ricky carter who is the black woman uh white republican white nationalist she's the black white supremacist the black white supremacist played by tessa thompson Mm -hmm. she is uh her signs are up and it's sold out sold out you see how they covered his face with canceled? Like, you could have just put canceled in places that didn't cover his face. No, <laughs> he's like, canceled. It's canceled. all canceled. It's all canceled. So this scene opens with Joelle um, talking over the speakers, uh, Dear White People. She's doing the Dear White People show. Mm-hmm. And we are outside on campus. And there are groups of, like, white kids sitting around. They're also upset that they call her Tan Coulter. Um, Ricky <laughs> because she Carter, is right. black. Um, she's a tan and Coulter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you didn't get the joke. Yes. White supremacists. 
and they're debating, do you think this is going to turn into an Antifa situation? Finals are tomorrow. I don't have time for this shit. Could you imagine if you was like didn't have time for the shit just because finals? Do you know how great that world would be? I don't I have time for this because I only I got finals and I don't have time for this. Could you? I can't. I can't even. Like the world could be. No, I honestly I can't. Like that. I can't. I I hope for it for y'all's kids, but I really I can't imagine mm-hmm. it. Um, Reggie's roommate, mm-hmm. me neither. He's standing here in a Black Lives I'm Matter sure. T-shirt. But anyway, so this scene is kind of talking about the ways in which white people interact with racism yeah. and the world around them when they are amongst one another. Mm-hmm. I want to add that the white guy in the Black Lives Matter shirt, he, he looks, he's always seems nervous and uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. this whole season, like he's nervous and uncomfortable and like trying to like, mm-hmm. um, which we'll see later in the episode why he was like that and so nervous mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. Kind of kind of like it highlights in this episode he's kind of overcompensating with like black lives matter and like but we'll you'll see later how that plays out right so they're sitting around eating their yogurt or whatever they eat oh one's eating a banana they always have a banana they're the monkeys she looks like she's eating a quinoa salad oh maybe right so one of them is like oh look i just read that um quinoa is a form of systemic oppression and homeboy Mm -hmm. in the black lives matter shirt is like what so he's tweets something about how to, you know, being anti-quinoa and yeah. keen woke was yes, the hashtag, yeah. right? So tweets about it immediately without having without the, all the, the information. Because he's going hard and wants to overcompensate and be extra protesting. Mm-hmm. And um, appear to be an ally. Yeah. And the other white dude is like, oh, no, no, no. They debunked that. They said that's not true. Yeah. Or whatever. While he's, so while he sent that tweet, Black Lives Matter dude sees Kelsey across the way and says, hi, Coco. I think that was a Skype, but he can't hear it because he's doing something else. I stopped though. Okay. Um, so while he is tweeting that Keen Woke thing, dude in the Black Lives Matter shirt sees Kelsey across the way and waves at her and says, Hi, Hi Coco, Coco, misnames her. So Wrong person. Not cool. But Black Lives Matter, but he doesn't know. <laughs> right. She's like, okay, hi. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then dude is like, oh, no, that Keen Woke thing, that was debunked. And so he's like, shit. So that's weird. So Joelle, again, is on the mic talking her dear white people talk. And she's and saying. I want to note that she's doing it alone. Sam is yes. not with her in the studio. So, and she's rocking it out. Yeah. And she's doing her thing. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to note that that is happening. Mm-hmm. Sam is giving her the space to right. like, do the show mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, she mentions how all of our leaders have been killed. She says something and uses the N word. And Lionel and Sam are in the back. And Lionel asks Sam, can you say that word on there? She's like, yes, we have a three nigga maximum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're looking at books. So we're back now to this kind of secret society thing. And Lionel's like, so what's the plan? And we, Sam has the book that her dad purchased. Yeah. And she's like, this is, this is a compilation of actual secret society handbook scans. Mm-hmm. This one is missing its name, but you see how the X's here match the ones here. So they're kind of putting this shit together. <laughs> what? The detective work is weird. You see how these X's match these X's? What kind of different kind of X's can you do? <laughs> like, X's are just fucking X's. Like, I'm going to let y'all have it because y'all doing an investigation and shit. But X's just be looking like X's. That's like, hilarious. nothing actually happened but here. I think- 
but I'm gonna let y'all have it. You're right. I was trying. I was thinking that these maybe exes it was, look like these exes. I was thinking maybe look like it was, your nephew's exes. Yeah, so like, are you I was thinking maybe it was the exes on certain people's faces or names. But you're right. It, I think they <laughs> just meant exes. Yeah. Um. So Lionel's like, I don't know. In my research, I found mentions of an order because she's kind of trying to connect it to Order of X. Yeah. I found mentions of an order of former slaves and black students conspiring to topple society. She's like, it sounds promising, um, but only up to the 40s. And white people through history love a black revenge fantasy. So he's questioning like its validity. And Sam is like, well, what about the online accounts? Lionel's like, anyone can make that shit up. Mm hmm. And Sam is like, look, it says here, um, candidates should watch closely for a sign they've been tapped. And then they both recall that they had the, the little X's over their door doors. Yeah. Midnight of finals eve, candidates must meet at the designated location. And Lionel's like, yo, finals are tomorrow. And Sam's like, I just had this X on my door. door. Lionel's like, oh I, shit, I got me too. So we see these X's again. It's like, I just thought it was malarkey. <laughs> Lana's like, where'd you get all this? And she's like, my dad found it and was saving it for me, like mm-hmm. the, at the rare bookstore in town. Yeah. I want to add that while this is happening, um, Joelle is doing her Dear White People thing, and we cut into a scene when she talks about our black heroes and how they got got, mm-hmm. and they come back to this, and I think it's like a to show that we haven't got got. There's still stuff happening. Mm-hmm. There's still like yes. these order people, whoever they are, who we don't know who they are yet, but there's still actively stuff happening, even if yes. we don't know who these people yes. are and their names yes. and all that shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Sorry. That got me excited uh-huh. because I find that when we find black folks who are not engaged and not active yeah and 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 by that i don't mean black folks just going to work and going home i mean motherfuckers who like to talk yeah people who like to talk and be like but how are we supposed They're to but where but why don't you tell me but what you mean mm-hmm. but it's nothing happening but we need a leader and we don't have this and we don't have that people yeah. who are not tapped in to all of this underground shit, shit that we're doing that other like there's shit that's happening all the time and there's no need for me to tell you if you don't know or yeah. how about bitch how about i have a podcast that i do every fucking week where there's information abound you know what i'm saying or i tell you where to go to listen to somebody else to find information it's like it's like people assume because this doesn't look like how it did how history tells how us history it tells looked us. when martin did it or malcolm and if did we it, think that about it that is how white supremacy tells us yes. the only way revolution can happen so yes. one person says we don't want to do this and other people agree and then there's like a war or some shit mm-hmm. that's not how it works mm-hmm. the speed of that doesn't even make yep. sense like no slave rebellions happened because people were secretly doing shit Mm -hmm. and then they acted yes like yes how it goes right so just because you you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening yeah there's shit that you are benefiting from the fruits of some activist labor at all times all times um so basically sam is like listen i need there to be a reason for all the shitty shit that happened this year Mm -hmm. so they want to go on this mission what if the order is the piece that we've been missing so order of x yes what if this shit is real the leaders of the 60s were able to make progress despite their differences. And now we can't even get through a black caucus discussion without devolving into a Maury Povich DNA reveal. <laughs> so no one ran away crazily. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, but kind of talking about like, how do we reconnect? How do we unify? We could be on the front lines of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lionel's like, we only have a few hours to figure out where to meet. That's if they're real so we gotta get the correct coordinates <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that but, but he would say that <laughs> that's so funny 
um and she's like you really gonna pass this shit up because finals is about to happen um so they make a plan to meet up Lionel's like listen I've been researching this let me see what I can come up with you have other stuff to do so so this is like we see there's like a plan in place so yeah. it's shit happening this is a, the other mention of they mentioned like all these underground things kind of still happening mm-hmm. and, and here even in this episode they have a plan so it's yeah. like just because you don't see just because white media has not propped up your Dr. King exactly. or Malcolm X targeted your Malcolm X or whatever it doesn't mean that people aren't on the ground doing shit moving exactly. and when they tell you they're moving and you treat them like they're crazy or look at them like they're crazy yeah. and don't get involved and don't investigate and don't see for yourself and don't do your own ghouls mm-hmm. then you end up on the outside yep. it's a lot of people that were there are elders who are around during dr king's era who'd be like oh yeah i didn't know i just kind of you know i, I heard something was going mm-hmm. on in alabama but you know i wasn't really yeah. involved in that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. it, we get this perception that everybody who was alive at that time was, was marching and that's not yeah, the case like, it's not lionel gets a text from um wesley bay and we know he's about to go tap that ass. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the campus police listening to dear white people, like yeah. a bunch of Klan members. Is that the officer who pulled the gun on yeah. Reggie? Mm-hmm. Okay. The officer who pulled the gun on Reggie is still there. Yep. He's been there for an entire 10 episodes yeah. still. Um, and so we see them having a meeting and the head officer, whoever the fuck, sergeant, whatever, is like... Um, he calls them something these kids he says these kids could create a situation outside the auditorium and that's the auditorium where uh racist ricky Ricky carter will be speaking yeah and um troy's dad dean fairbanks is there and he's like which kids do you mean yeah so it's nice to see him speak up and say something and the police break their little group and the dean walks up to the cop who pulled out his gun on reggie and he's like listen you don't have to listen to because he's he made a comment about listening to the dear white people stuff he's like oh this sounds really hostile Mm -hmm. dean fairbanks is like you don't have to suffer through this much longer you're this is your last week at this job and you're terminated and mr ames hidden with a zinger he says my brother got me a job job on on the the force so my ass is fine i'll be a statey by this time next month and the way he says this, like this, get grants him some sort of power. Yeah. Um, because it does, because uh, police does. in the U.S. have the right to do whatever they want mm-hmm. to black people. He says, "So watch your speed, Walter." And we see the camera zoom in, zoom in on Dear Fairbanks, Dean Fairbanks, who is um, clearly disappointed mm-hmm. that this is this is what it is, and there's nothing he can do about it. It isn't because all of this stuff is systematic. Yep. It's not just one-on-one stuff like mm-hmm. Gabe's stupid fucking documentary kind mm-hmm. of like makes it like it's this individual problem. Right. Am I racist? No. Right. Like we need to talk about the system. The system. Mm-hmm. Um. So throughout all of this, we still hear like Joelle's words and she's making a lot of good points Um, and talking about like, all of this systemic racism yeah. and shit like that. We cut to Coco fucking the guy from Pastiche, the editor from that Pastiche magazine. Mm-hmm. You know what I forgot? I forgot that he was the dude that threw the blackface party. I forgot that oh, that yeah, was their party. I forgot too. Yeah. So that's the element of this because he got long hair. All white people look different this season. 
They do. They either all look alike or look too different to remember who they, they were do. and what they did. Also, they he gained a little bit of weight. It just threw me all off. I don't get how these white people gain weight. Did they make that much money off of the first season and then they were just eating? Like, Listen, they all gain weight. We look the same and they change all the time. That is true. Okay. They're like gremlins. <laughs> so, right. So, they're having sex and we know that they struck Coco and this dude struck up some sort of deal because something is going down tonight. We yeah. don't know what it is. Um, but struck up some sort of deal in order to help Core do some shit. We don't know what it is. But the way that they frame this sex scene, it doesn't seem like she's fucking him to get something. It seems like she needed something from him, but also now I want to have sex with you. So I like yeah. the way that they framed that mm -hmm. and like the language and the dialogue in this. Also, this guy from Pastiche is Troy's um, close white friend. Yeah. So that's another interesting dynamic. Yeah, he, already... called, he said he was he loved Troy like a brother when they had when he was they were talking about their comedy thing oh he didn't mention that so they're like really close right 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 but also guys get down like this all the time anyway yeah they do he's not gonna care no no and and coco hates troy's guts so she doesn't care at all yeah she doesn't um would you fuck this white guy no have you ever fucked a white guy no okay i i remembered that you had not after i asked the question and i shall but. not <laughs> my vagina has been sullied <laughs> my white penis all right so troy shows up um but this guy has already showered and dressed so he meets troy downstairs or troy, dressed we don't know or if he dressed showered. i don't know if he showered just dressed okay <laughs> you're hardcore so um coco sneaks out so they never see each other, so we don't mm -hmm. have to deal with that shit. So that's cool. Troy comes. Fine ass Troy. That's fine it. ass Troy. Fine ass Troy. That five o'clock shadow ass Troy. <laughs> he presents him some of his sketches, and um, he wants to. He wants to be featured in pastiche. Mm -hmm. And Kurt is like, I need more. And Troy is like, listen, I know what this is, which alludes to it, alludes to it like being racism. I yeah. know this is like, you know, a magazine for white folks only. Just, I just need you to get me in the room or get me into the parties or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, because we know this magazine is because it's at this Ivy League school, it's often a direct line to SNL or to yeah. being like a major comedian mm -hmm. or writing at some sort of publication or some shit. Um, so he's like, you're right. I'll help you out. But it's not how it used to be. I need you to write more fucking... I need more sketches. We need a thicker packet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do more. So this is evident that Troy is moving on in his career of yeah. comedy. Yeah. And that's how we kind of wrap writing. up... Right. Yeah. That's kind of how we kind of wrap up Troy's story. Then we see Al. Al sees Troy on campus. And he's like, hey, nigga. <laughs> Al is so fucking... Greet him lovingly. Lovingly. <laughs> lovingly. He's like, Troy, now's our time. We're going to go. So Al has this plan to go into campus security and get the tape to see who set the fire in Davis houses. Yes. That was the residence where all the white folks lived who are now living with them in the AP dorms mm -hmm. in the formerly black dorms. So yeah. Al wants to get to the bottom of this. He's got a ragtag band of fucking um, groupies with him. Black, black people. Black folk with him who are like, no, nah, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to figure this out. And Troy is like, um, do what you need. I'm, I'm done with protests and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, good luck with that shit. So I don't think necessarily. What did you think of Al's plan? I feel like he's very reactionary. Yes. Um, all the time. Right. Doesn't like think things through. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think about what 
could happen after yes. the action. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of irresponsible to mm-hmm. me anyway. It's just like, let's just do. And it's just like, no, we have to think about everything because right. we are still black and we be having to think about everything yeah. and i don't think he does that and i don't know it's because he's light i was just about not. to say that i think it's i think it's it's important to bring i mean his character is mad like he's not just light he's mad light yeah so i think it's he was able to, to be eminem for halloween and didn't put in any white face boom that's how light he is boom um so yeah i think that it's important to acknowledge that there are your light skin privilege offers you a certain amount of access yeah and i think that there are times when light skin folks have the freedom to like brook up and get big and yeah. get loud and shit like that when somebody i'm using my, myself as an example as mm-hmm. a light-skinned person the way that i get loud at times mm-hmm. some had i lived in a in the body of a darker skinned woman yeah. who looked different than myself i may not be this type of person yeah, just because totally. i always would have to think and I, and I do as a black woman i do always have to think of how someone perceives me but not to the degree in which a darker skinned yeah. black woman would mm-hmm. so it is possible that that kind of freedom to be reactionary in that way in this environment in this white university yeah. is it makes due me to his think complexion. of angela rye like how she's able to speak, be in those spaces and roll her it. eyes and, uh, on uh, 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 and do all that on a panel um on cnn and i know that would be perceived way differently if it was a darker skinned black right. woman in that space mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so yeah yep yep which which i don't think it's anything i don't think it's anything there's a problem with that. It yeah. exists. I don't think it's Angela Rye's fault that that exists. It's not her fault. Right, right. And I, I know that's not what you're saying, but I do want to say that when it, it becomes problematic when the person who owns that does not own their light skin privilege. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So I personally, I have never heard her mention that. Mm-hmm. I have heard her um, mention on her po- an episode of her podcast that I listened to. I have heard her talk about people thinking she's not black enough Mm -hmm. and i have never heard any conversation about her actual like the privilege that allows her to move in spaces the way that That, she does i would like that that's what annoys me because that's always the light-skinned conversation i wasn't black enough and i had to prove this and i had to prove that and it's like how come they usually i guess it's because they haven't learned or and held accountable their light-skinned privilege because there's another conversation that needs to be had when it comes to being light-skinned and Mm -hmm. understanding that you're light-skinned face affords you privilege and talk about why i'm able to fucking be on cnn doing Mm -hmm. these things but your conversation in terms of colorism is i wasn't back enough you know it's just like this lazy but that's not what this show is about so let's get back into dear white people let's do it okay okay because we could do a whole episode on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) all right so now we're back at ap hall and they're there we see that all of core and black caucus is there having a meeting about and they're like troy come talk with us or whatever and james who we know as coco's hater james yeah. is there like no come on troy he's one of us mm-hmm. um so there's some sort of moment of unity happening where they're all together and troy is like listen if this is about ricky i'm good i'm not protesting my rally days are done james is like but troy and Troy is like at peace and he's like, good luck, guys. Good luck, guys. Like he's not a fuckboy anymore all of a sudden. He goes to his room and sees his bong. He's, he's like, good luck, guys. I have goals. I have goals <laughs> now, guys. I have a vision. I have goals. I talk to a dog. I've seen clearly. <laughs> I, I baptize myself in the pissy fountain at the, on campus. So he sees his bong in his dorm room. He thinks about whether he's going to light up or not. And then he hears uh, Lionel possibly fucking in the next room. Mm-hmm. Um, he does decide not to smoke. 
and starts working on his sketches on yeah. his computer. So I thought that was cute. I didn't even notice that he had officially made that decision. And he's proud of hearing his Yes, that's like, the other thing that I like. Yeah, he's like, yes. Get you that booty. Get that Yeah, ass. so he was happy to hear ass, what some would ass, call gay sex, ass. even though sex is just sex. sex but he was, sex. yes, excuse me. He, would happy, he was happy to hear man-on-man sex yes. in the next room because he was happy for his friend. Which, um, Justin Simeon, I was listening to an interview that he did on Represent Podcast, Libations mm-hmm. to Them. Um, hey, Verlin. Um, I listened to that episode too, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking about how he knows that this is, because Diamond said this also, Diamond Styles from Wash's Plate, that this, while possible, this scenario is rare. Very. It's very rare and mm-hmm. infrequent that you would see, at least in media, or just that it would exist, Yeah. Um, this type of friendship between a straight man and a gay man, mm-hmm. and them be so close and kind of have an intimate, um, non-sexual, platonic friendship, friendship where they really care about each other and are invested mm-hmm. in each other's happiness and shit. But Justin Simeon said that he knows that that is rare, but that's what he wants. That's why he wanted to see, see it because it. he exactly. knows it existed mm-hmm. and he has these. He has these relationships in real life, so why not show this instead of the one that we're so used to seeing? It is also nice to see a queer story, queer character, and it's not full of trauma. Or full of like tragedy or disappointment, yeah. which usually is the case when you see gay characters, queer characters on TV and movies. Mm-hmm. His trauma and pain, at least in this season, is not attached to like his identity, his identity, his mm-hmm. his queer identity. Right, 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 right. So we get into Lionel's room and we see that they are him and Wesley are having sex, but they're actually watching gay porn as a like, tutorial. Yes. So they're not actually trying to get off, but they're watching like to learn, okay, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Because this is clearly Lionel's uh, first time yes. having man on man sex and probably possibly any kind of sex. Um, he, he is because that's not enough lube. Yeah. Thank you, Wesley. Gave him more lube. Because <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, that is not enough lube for no anus sex. But Wesley oh had it gosh. on. He, he he knew what to do. Right, right. <laughs> so Wesley gives him mad lube. And he's like, all right, try it again. And then it looks like the next part I'm is mad Lionel. He really just did one squirt. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, he's at the top. So maybe he wasn't even thinking. Wesley's like, excuse right. you. Excuse you. You need more put lube. Put that dry rod in my butt. <laughs> How dare you? So it's going better. Who? What is the name of this actor that plays this Ian Levanzant character? I have no idea. Um, so we cut to, oh, Lionel says that he, he loves, loves him. him. He's like, what? And he's, he turns it into something else. Yeah. Get it, boo, or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm a dude, I love you. What? Get it, boo. <laughs> That's funny. Somebody did that to me once. We were having sex. He was like, I love you. I was like, huh? Huh? Oh, I've done a, oh, Eric. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Derek. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Those names sound like. You're funny. So after having great sex, they are now watching that uh, parody of the Ayala Van Zandt show. Mm-hmm. And she's being hilarious. And she has on P. Ninny <laughs> is on her show today. And it is um, P. Ninny, who is um, played by Lena Waithe, is on this fake Ayala Van Zandt show. And she is talking about. Um, coming out or yes. how the news came out that she was in fact a lesbian which was the joke the whole, the whole time. time and she makes some really good points about how society cannot handle strong women strong women mm-hmm. and how that manifests itself in the image of black lesbians and how that 
it that make black lesbianism makes people uncomfortable yes period mm-hmm. so that was a good conversation i want a pinini t-shirt somebody send me one someone make one first yes someone make i'm <laughs> sure it exists somebody make one and send me one iyanla is oh she also says pinini also talks about how everyone knew she was gay but nobody really wanted to deal with and accept that, mm-hmm. which I also thought was a nod to um, the Queen Latifahs of the world yeah. and other people who everybody knows. But first of all, why do you have to say it? You shouldn't have to. But also that society rejects it and will just go on like, oh, no, that's a straight person. Yeah. As if gay black women don't exist mm-hmm. in our society totally. or gay black people, period. She referred to herself as a black butch with a light, with a light, light face, face beat, beat. Which is a perfect description because that's like, every time I see her light face beat, I feel like, yes, <laughs> that's really all that I want personally. Okay. But I can't, I, I don't know. I can't really achieve that. I need, I need the skills. That's all I want is a light face. Can beat. someone do a light face beat tutorial? Butch style for Jay. That's all that I want. Somebody, just put that I on YouTube. Wanna, I want to put on foundation and look like I don't have foundation. Because y'all butches be putting on makeup. I want my eyebrows to look fresh. They can show you how to do that on well, YouTube. Can one of y'all do that for me, please? Because I only know how to go heavy or don't do any at all. <laughs> I, there's no in between. I just need a light butch face beat. And then this fake Iana character offers her bosom to be Nini. Because she's like, that's what you do. That you is sp- how... You comfort black people, period. Dude. You place them in your breasts. I have a bosom now. You've I've been o- gaining weight. Oh, I'm like, you've always had a bosom. No, 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 no. Now I have like a bosom for comfort. Gotcha. Okay. It's hard for me to gauge what bosoms are because I've had them since I was eight. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm like, no, I feel you. you have a bosom. I feel you. I feel you. Gotcha. So Lionel and Wesley are watching this spoof and Lionel, they make comments on heteronormative society and how oppressive it is. And... Wesley says to Lionel, oh, so good that we don't have to live by those norms. Yeah. Wesley says nothing good can come from sex and gender norms. And Lionel is like, well, except for monogamy. Keep in mind, he's giving Wesley a foot foot massage, foot rub during this. So Mm -hmm. this is like after sex glow that they're both Mm -hmm. uh, resting in. This is pillow talk. This is pillow talk. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Wesley is like, monogamy, yuck. Fuck that. Nah, we don't have to live by those rules, finding the one and all that bullshit. Um, and this is when I realized maybe I shouldn't have this conversation after sex because this is usually when I have that conversation. Oh. Not all the time, but um, now I have it before. But before when I realized, okay, I'm not into monogamy and I had words for it mm-hmm. and verbiage for it, afterwards I'm like, no, I'm not really into the... And men are kind of like, wait, what? It's mm-hmm. huh? like, well, I'm in love with you. I ate your butt. <laughs> and you're like, nah, I like for everybody to eat my butt. <laughs> Like, I'm gonna eat butt um, opportunity, but I never ate butt before. Yes, you have. Y'all be lying. Okay. Yeah. So Lionel is here, deflated, a little oh. bit. Feelings. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of feelings Nothing. because he thought that he had found, he found like his bay, his boo, mm-hmm. the one. Which is funny to me because I'm thinking about. I'm assuming if you if you believe in the concept of virginity, I'm assuming that this is when Lionel lost his, mm-hmm. and it makes me think of all the girls when I was young when they thought like the person they lost their virginity is going to be like the one and yeah. like the love of their life, and um, that just don't be happening. So it's yeah. it's nice to know that. Sorry, probably, sweet tits. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's cool to see that we will see more of his journey. Probably right. in other seasons. Right, right, right. I do hope that they can maintain a friendship. I think they will. Yeah. Because it's not unhealthy. Right, true, What's going true. on here. Yeah. They just might have 
different wants mm-hmm, and different needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he needs, he need. I, I don't know. They need to be friends. That would make me happy. And sometimes, you know, it's good to be turned out by that kind of person like Wesley. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah. I support this. <laughs> so we cut to the um, the lobby of the dorm and Joel and Reggie are having a little bit of like a, what looks like a relationship talk. Mm-hmm. They're talking about what are the roles, what's, what's the roles and thorn of our interaction, our friendship or whatever. Mm-hmm. Reggie reveals seeing you with that guy that didn't deserve, excuse me, seeing you with that nigger that didn't deserve you. <laughs> and he's talking about whole tap as trevor yeah and joe was like listen he didn't deserve me but he stepped up he said something that's yeah. why we, we were there together you don't speak up she alluded to it she's like he made like, a move he made a move reggie takes that in and nods mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he does all of that shit yeah scratch the back of his neck why do men do that like we know thinking <laughs> that's how they think and then al shows back up with his bullshit he's like listen we tried to uh we tried to get into campus security. The thing about Al, sorry, mm-hmm. that annoys me is that he's just always interrupting people. People just be doing, he's always interrupting people, True. like just jumping in people's Because he's a nuisance. Yes. That's what he is. He's a nuisance. That's his character. Like um, he stands in front of the TV, mm-hmm. him and his minions. Mm-hmm. Like move, <laughs> motherfucker. We are watching P-Ninny. I love that Al has minions. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's listening. Like, listen. They look like freshmen too, sorry right that's another good point yeah. yes you're like, absolutely right they do have that freshman look yeah. like, i just got here this dude is on top of it we're gonna follow <laughs> this guy because i don't see anyone else doing anything, <laughs> anything. and i'm sick of protesting we need to set some shit on fire <laughs> but he's like listen that rent a cop was there and so we weren't able to get the footage and so we need to try something else we need you to come and help us hack some shit because he's the resident hacker and he's like listen when you you were there you got shot in the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's like nigga. I did not get shot. I did not. You know that didn't happen. Why are you saying this? I love Reggie's. What the fuck face? Right, right, <laughs> right. Reggie's like, listen. I know y'all are hyped, hopped up right now, and you need to let whatever this is. You need to let it go. So, um, so both Reggie and Joel advise that Al get up off of this mm-hmm. and just join whatever Black Caucus is doing. And Al is like, listen. I'm fed up with the rallies and the protests. Nothing is happening. Um, when there's actually a planning and stuff going on right. that we know of from the top of the episode right right but light skin right. now just doesn't mm-hmm. include and, himself in right it so he doesn't know yes yes and he's too busy stealing dogs and doing other shit so that, yeah. he's yeah so i was like listen we gotta try something new yeah, come this on motherfucker stole a dog he's got problems he's, he's impulsive he's, he's not that problems. is not safe actually yeah. when it comes to the revolution mm-hmm those motherfuckers is not safe mm-hmm. i will not stand next to you and get shot in the crossfire absolutely not so light-skinned al and his minions walk off reggie rolls his <laughs> eyes which i love love his eye roll and he's like all right listen they keep the security footage on the network drive just go they'll think that you're a cs student or whatever um pretend you're cs majors and you'll find it there or whatever mm-hmm. so i kind of i like that reggie um, didn't leave them hanging he's yeah. like they're gonna go anyway i might as well give them some bit of information so there was love in that i like that mm-hmm. there was love and community in re- in that reluctantly helping a motherfucker also that was also the moment when i wanted to give reggie sex because he was speaking about things that he knew which i like when people know things so that was cool you just want to give i just want to put your reggie vagina in, in his face that's you actually that's true that. that is actually true while I'm on my back, though, I don't like that whole sitting on a face. Anyway, so. I do. I like riding the face. Okay. Reggie and Joelle go to Reggie's dorm. Mm-hmm. 
and Reggie is like, oh, Sam not here? Yeah. She's like, he's working on a project with mm-hmm. Lionel. Also, they see the X on the doorknob, mm-hmm. and he's like, Reggie's like, what is that? And Joel is like, listen, it's not hate bananas. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not asking it. no questions. As long as it's not a fucking hate banana. Reggie is awkwardly like, so you didn't tell me what your what your rose and your thorn was. And so we again, we know that they're talking about their friendship. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, seeing you with that fucking woman when I'm singing Call Tyrone to you, that was whack. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? She's like, you know why. Um, they were sitting on the bed. Right, yeah, they're sitting on Sam's bed. Yeah, actually, yeah, which no. is a foul on the play. Even if you're dressed, you'll sit on your own fucking bed. Exactly, yo. sit on your own bed. But no one, a lot of the black rules that we have in our households have not been followed, and I assumed True. it was because they're in college and they're just running around being um, animals. <laughs> <laughs> so Reggie leans in and kisses Joel, and it's finally on and popping. Reggie is finally kissing somebody. Yeah. And that's all I want to see. Because yeah. I don't remember if he kissed them white girls. I didn't care, though. No, he just fucked them. Right. So um, she stops him from kissing her. And she's like, after a good little minute. And she's like, listen, I'm second place. I'm not trying to be second place. Yeah. And Reggie's like, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't earn that kiss. That's why I never said anything. Um, and she's like, no, Sam is why. He's like, no, listen, y'all were friends. I didn't want to get between friends when I could lose the girl of my dreams and that's you Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was a nice reveal and he said that he couldn't admit to himself that she was the one i was confused by that Mm -hmm. i didn't understand if he was saying i couldn't admit to myself that you were the one because you were sam's best friend Mm -hmm. or i couldn't admit to myself that you were the one because you're a kelly it could be because she's a Kelly. Because remember when we did see him with a black girl, was a light-skinned black girl? Right. After that sex montage he right. had. And this, for me, this was a little triggering for me because I've had this conversation many times when I was a teenager yeah. where my childhood best friend was lighter than me. Okay. So, like, but I always assume, I'm just looking at this, I'm looking at this, I'm like, hmm, maybe it was something else. But I always assume that... Um, when we were younger, guys usually like her, and mm-hmm. then time would go by, and they'd be like, "Yo, you're the cool one." Right. And I always thought it was just because I am not very. When men try to talk to me, I'm kind of like, I'm very dismissive and blah blah blah, and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was because of that, like, but it could be because I was the darker one. So they didn't right. really take the time to like to get, to know, get to know me. Then it was like months have passed, and it's like, "Yo, you like you the dope one? Why mm-hmm. I was trying to get with her?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, I don't like you, so <laughs> <laughs> carry on." <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, he's with the shits and he's like, yeah, I couldn't admit to myself that you were the one until Hotep Harry. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a lot of the time when men see stuff. It's like, oh, now you see me with somebody else. Which is annoying. Now. I don't like that shit. What's that thing Mike Jones says? Back Back then then you didn't didn't want me. me. Now I'm hot. You all on me. (laughs) (laughs) So now she's Mike Jones and he wants it know that familiar but i believe reggie is in is sincere and she's like listen fuck it let's do it yeah let me rock your socks yes and then they get busy and i'm here for this scene yo Mm -hmm. they get busy it gets hot there's a lot of clothes to take off these people in this series layers layers layers, like a motherfucker which is expensive yo i realize that's why i don't be layering it's too expensive to be wearing all these layers in one day what do i wear tomorrow i don't like a lot of layers i just feel like too much stuff what am i gonna wear tomorrow that's what i want to know because i love layers i always be cold but if i wear all my clothes today a you see how many times clothes drop yes it's so many yes, layers they are expensively clothed it's, they're still not naked guys mm-hmm. still, <laughs> still they're still taking up clothes still. all these fucking layers still 
So Sam comes in and they're rustling to get it together. So Sam is shocked. And then we see them <laughs> sitting at a table, sitting Talking at the table in the room. Nitric acid and shit. And Sam is like, you guys are naked. <laughs> which is really cute that they were trying to play it off like, and have some level of, of respect, which is cute. But they're naked. And she's like, listen, y'all don't, you know, you don't owe me anything. Right. Just put a sock on the fucking door. So that was that. <laughs> She looks a tad dejected when she leaves, mm-hmm. which I might be um, mm-hmm. if I was seeing Reggie again. Like, shit. Yeah. I wanted to fuck Reggie again. Um, then she, oh, this is when she texts somebody. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then she texts somebody because she's probably like, I would like to fuck now. Yeah, I've done that. And it's like, ooh, they fucking. Oh, yeah. I should I be wanna... fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, wait, somebody's fucking. Why am I not fucking? <laughs> so a bunch of texts are going on. She texts somebody, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, and then we see Wesley leaving, who just finished fucking. So, like, everyone's got Everybody's fucking. fucking. It's a fucking hour. She gets to come through texts. And then we see her having hot sex with Gabe's fucking rusty, crusty, dry, fucking uh, white, violent ass. Chick mon- cheek motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is a hot little sex scene, but... All of the missionary sex on this annoys me. <laughs> That's how they do it in college. I need to see some doggy style. I need to see her. It's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. It's college sex. Yeah. Then we pan to their hands holding, and I realize Sam may need a fill-in. <laughs> Oh my God. But it's college. You don't have money. You don't have money. Her dad just died. She's not thinking about no nails. Yeah, but I don't know why. I'm like, but she needs a fill-in. That is fun. How many times did you watch this to see that? This is actually my second time watching it. Oh, gosh. That's funny. All right, so they're having a little pillow talk. She gets a phone call, which is like, it's time to go. But it's clear that they're in a thing. Yeah. They're in a thing. She doesn't tell him what she's got to do. But she's like, it's probably nothing. But, you know, who knows? He kind of encourages her. Blah, blah, blah. White, white, white. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah. Relationship. Who cares? And then we cut to outside. People are there protesting ricky's um, yeah. appearance and we see sam slide through like a secret door or some shit to the auditorium where ricky is set to speak mm-hmm. and this happens to be open i think somebody left it open for her i'm sure yeah so she goes and she approaches ricky played by tessa thompson ricky's handlers are like she can't be in here why are you here and I like the way Sam had her. I'm a, I'm a like fuck her up walk. Her. Like she had that walk. Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you something. That's yep. that was the kind of walk she mm-hmm. had. Tessa's like, let her in. Yeah, she pulls out this camera from the 1970s. I don't understand I don't why that camera. Either. <laughs> Maybe one of you film motherfuckers could tell us why. Um, she pulls out this old camcorder. It's like, very weird. What the fuck. But yeah, so so Ricky is like, let her in. It's cool. Sam introduces herself. And Ricky was like, is this light cool? Does this work? So she seems super... Yeah, is your first time seeing that? Yes! Yeah. So, so she seems super welcome um, to see Sam. But also, <laughs> there's a, a plate of hudite at the table. So that was cute. The plate is is uh, Coco's little crudite design. Yeah. So I was like, did she, did she make that shit or what? She but did. That was cute. That was cute to see. Sam is surprised that Ricky is concerned with the lighting. Like, she's down to do whatever video this mm-hmm. is. Sam thinks she's about to, like, catch her off guard. Um, and Sam is like, no, the lighting is fine. This is my aesthetic. And Ricky is like, oh, my goodness. Is it weird that I'm kind of fanning 
fangirling you right now um so that surprises sam Mm because she was like you're clearly the enemy yeah and ricky is like no once i got through that ridiculous show dear right people i found your show came up and i listened to it on the plane right over and i love your character so she starts talking about sam like she's a character a performance your sister girl genius type of character yeah. and sam is like this is not a character this is who i am she's like no not yet but give her time keep building up a following online mm-hmm. so this is all really que- really weird creepy yeah um she's like get a few bookings then you'll be on cable it's so easy nowadays just wait for a school shooting to happen yeah unarmed black teen a school a church whatever the next misogynistic white guy decides to do hop on a talking head train because once the world gets a hold of this character, it's game over. So this is really startling to Sam, who thinks that what she's doing is real and pure yeah. and not based in some sort of narcissism. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, then then it'll lead to a book deal. And that's where you can, what does she say? Like, concretize her. Put her on record to be quoted and echoed. In the future, will you be remembered Maybe you can start a feud and release. Oh, so this is the thing that I thought was interesting. Maybe you can start a a feud with somebody and y'all can release your books the same month like me and Carson Rhodes did. Mm -hmm. So that is creepy because the the idea that that these two opposing views are both pure and Mm -hmm. genuine. Yeah. And also the idea that like they were the black students on campus have been looking to and up to Carson Rhodes as somebody who was like an agent for change yeah. as opposed to simply a talking head or somebody looking to write books and mm-hmm. whatever. So to hear that he colluded with this white woman for profit. She's not white. Thank you. To um, <laughs> hear that he colluded with this racist black white mm-hmm. supremacist for profit yeah. is um, very unsettling. And it also made me think that like these are black students at a campus who wanted him to come to encourage and inspire the black yeah. students. And the fact that after they didn't have the funding, he was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That... Um, it made me think about, like, I know you can't just go to every school that wants you to come for free, mm-hmm. but I feel like these were particularly interesting circumstances. Yeah. And maybe you could, like, take one for the team if it was already in your schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like when do you do community and, like, like when a lot do you of, don't... I think a lot of people don't do community. Right. Though. Eventually, this is a job and yes. it's about the income. So, like, this is why there are people who at this point don't, like, at this point, fuck with D-Ray or... Um, fuck with these other people who kind of have figured out a way to gain capital mm-hmm. based on Pressure. tragic things that have happened, right. tragic events that have happened and have somehow managed to make their 15 minutes of um, visibility become something else. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't that surprising to see because that's how I feel about lots of people. No, it was surprising to Sam. Yeah, it wasn't surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was talking about right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's... it's for most people, it's the game. We're still in this white supremacist capitalist space. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep making money off of these things. You don't want to ever make it seem as if the problem is fixed. You're going to become a part of that machine that makes it that there's something for you to always talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because I think of us, because I always think of us. Mm-hmm. And we, when I talk to people, when people... I meet people after they hear me on the show and they're like, oh, you really like this? And it's like, yeah. You know, like what it makes me think that there are people who probably talk about the things we do and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to their life and how they live, it's not something Mm -hmm. that they are hugely living in. Yeah. Somebody said that to me um, 
this guy that I'm Facebook friends with, I've muted him so I don't comment on any of his yeah. shit anymore. But he said that to me. He's like, is this just a character yeah. online mm-hmm. or is this really you? I'm like, no, this, this is, is me. Good. But, you know, when I'm, yeah, I'm a lot more, there are like roses and flowers and good times to be had with me in person. But we're here online and what you're saying is anti-black, anti-woman. I'm responding to this in this moment. Exactly. You don't get the flowers. You don't get the tenderness that yes. is me because you don't deserve it. But this is me. I'm not Which I'm is, not performing for anything. I remember one time, um, Facebook thing. I don't remember what I said. I said something. I don't know. And mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know me in person was like, you're always saying these things and blah, 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 blah. And my mother came on the post and was like, nope, she's been saying this since, mm-hmm. she, since she was a kid. Mm-hmm. She's never liked this person. Right. She's had this stance against this. I think it was something about Alicia Keys. Right. But she's had this stance against this person for a really long time Mm -hmm. this is not for show and it just shows that that for some people it is a lot of people i think it is for show and it is about capital and it is about turning oppression into profit Mm -hmm. um which is you know whack and i think a piece that sam didn't know existed because she is still really young right and now is aware of and is probably going to try to figure out how to not become i'm hoping not become a part of that machine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she's playing it as if she is a part of the machine and sam is like wait what like right 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 you know Mm -hmm, so yeah mm -hmm. yes and i think that i think that there is money out here i don't think there's anything wrong with getting money to go speak somewhere or whatever i want want all of the money all the coins yeah but i think that when it becomes money over profit oh this is this reminds me of uh another popular talking head who talks about black womanist feminist issues or whatever but mm-hmm. then there are times when they don't show up mm-hmm. for people i think it's can you do both right can you profit mm-hmm. off of like your words and your work and shit like that yeah. and and you know be a talking head but then do you show up do you show when it's time to show up for free when it's time to show up and there's no yeah. check will you be there yeah. which is what carson rhodes could have done for these students because they had the funding and then they realized it wasn't secure so these students who are having a really hard time mm-hmm. on this racially charged campus who they had a whole black face party a dorm burned down other people know about this yeah. right society knows this is not this is a world where twitter campus. exists yes so people know exactly. that this is happening so now you're not gonna you're not gonna go because the the funding is not there mm-hmm. for this one group group like what you know so it's like can you make money off of oppression and then show up when it's your time to be active exactly you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so and sam is like i know exactly who you are and ricky is like yeah of course you do the only difference between you and me is that i know the game or the system or some shit like that so what did you feel about this people people are saying that like you know ricky kind of read her or whatever what do you what is your take on this exchange i don't think she read her i don't know what y'all definition of read is <laughs> let's start there mm-hmm. i don't think she read read her i just think she opened her eyes to a space that she just never knew existed mm-hmm. i think that because for her i don't her activism is not performative because she actually does stuff on campus and like yeah. all of this stuff so i think you generally relate to the world in the way you are so she probably thinks everyone who was these talking heads and are doing yeah. these things actually believe these things that they say mm-hmm. and actively care about these things right. that they say like she does so to hear her say it i don't think it's a read but it's like a for it's sam ed- she is getting an education yeah so right. sam is like oh shit what bitch like mm-hmm. it's that i don't think she's reading her right she may think she's read. That, that's not a read i need to mm, that's mm-hmm. not a read mm-hmm. right um and then she starts ricky starts talking about how i think they just want sam to be read i and think that's it anyone, and she does deserve to be read she does but yeah people they'll take it any way they can get it 
because yeah this is not a read but she is learning about the other side of this um politics for consumption yes. kind of thing mm-hmm. um and so ricky talks about minstrelsy and how people love it and they don't care how they get it or what side who is on or whatever mm-hmm. this makes me think of Charlemagne. oh speak on it because i don't know him personally and i hate all of the views that he presents mm-hmm. but it's like when i'm thinking of a black person it's like you can't well he probably like to me he is that vile or whatever but it's like do could you really like be this person and i know mm-hmm. he's for him his entertainment a lot mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. um but then what makes me think of him also is because she's like and then you seal the deal with a book deal and he has a book so i'm just like oh mm-hmm. it's just gross nothing deep but just like right ugh. right right oh oh yes black privilege let's not forget to mention the title yeah i find that a lot of people who are um because we are this is a form of entertainment what yeah. we do edutainment entertainment or whatever but i'm i'm learning at the 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 more longer we do this and the more we get into like the industry that like the the what we are not which is like my goal is not to be an entertainer by any exactly. means you know what i'm yeah. saying and i think that a lot of people don't understand that that's not our, our goal. goal yeah and it affects the way that we interact with people and the way people interact with us because exactly. that you know and i don't i don't shame anybody for doing that but i guess a part of it for me is like yeah like this having this moment that sam is having I mean, learning that okay people are not always who they're presenting us to be which is something that we knew before mm-hmm. but i guess because our we entertainment use- is we're being ourselves yeah and we're not making moves we're not trying to position ourselves in any way to get entertain many stuff exactly and then it's like for us i can't understand wanting for what we talk about and what we represent and what we our mission when it comes to like every episode dismantling mm-hmm. white supremacist patriarchal capitalism mm-hmm. that's not entertaining to us yeah. it's oppressive right. it hurts us right. it's like so it's just weird for me to see someone like um whoever detested thomas what is it ricky, ricky to do these things that is highly oppressive and for her it's just entertainment you know mm-hmm. it's just ugh, it's gross to me mm-hmm. like there's other ways to entertain <laughs> uh, Sam is like how do you sleep at night and Ricky is like marijuana <laughs> that's how I sleep these mm-hmm, days mm-hmm. but also she presents that listen I do all of this shit so that I can build a kingdom of my own Yeah. so Ricky's black empowerment is to play the white man's game mm-hmm. and be this, this voice of hate and white supremacy to her own benefit as a black person and to build her own black ass kingdom and maybe she'll employ black people Mm -hmm. you know through that but i I, the thing for me is at what cost right so how many black lives have you ruined on your climb to your personal top Mm -hmm. you know and that's where to me i feel that's when you're not playing the game the game is playing you because she could Mm -hmm. be this evil white supremacist black person and employ black people right now like she doesn't have Mm -hmm. to wait until she's like to the top or whatever the fuck that is in order to do that like she can black lady doing her hair yeah, but but I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying it's like mm-hmm. there's ways she doesn't have to wait to fu- it seems as though she's presented it as I'm doing this so when I get to that place then I could do these other things mm-hmm. but you could be doing them mm-hmm. while you're being this piece of shit you could still be doing these things you don't have to wait until you get to whatever that top is but she does though because she's playing the game to appease 
white folks and get white money, right? So if she does it now, that eats away and chips away at her rise, which is at her at the like the goals that she's trying to accomplish. Like she needs to shoot up to the top in appearing to be this racist white supremacist person. So she can't do it now because that would be moving in that's community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, community community will slow you down if your goal is white supremacist patriarchal capitalism but that's what what i'm saying saying? but that's why that's not her goal she's saying that i'm doing this so i can get to the top and so then i can do anything that's not what you're trying to do that's not what you're trying to do true 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 um then she tells sam that she popped at a white college using philosophy that would have only been a little bit interesting at a hbcu okay here's what bothers me about this statement right and i'm only saying this because because people online are presenting this like a read that is true Mm -hmm. but black students at pwis like we just watched this whole series yeah of of them dealing they deal with things that black students at hbcus don't have to go through why why would this be interesting at an hbcu why it would not but Mm -hmm. it also it takes courage to say this there are people who went to hbcus who don't have the courage to do what we did on our pwis and that's not to start a feud of who should be going where but again i feel like I feel like there are black students at HBCUs and not everybody, but I feel like there are people who don't understand why we were at PWIs. Mm-hmm. I, for example, was there cause I got a scholarship yeah. and that was the only way that I would be able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't understand why that was, why we're there at PWIs. They don't understand what the shit that we go through on a, a predominantly white yeah. campus. Mm-hmm. And there are some of us doing things on those campuses that others didn't do not have the balls to do. Don't have the balls to do and actually don't have the space isn't presented in that way. So if right. you're at an HBCU, a lot of the issues are probably interracial kind of things yeah. because it's a predominantly black campus. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the space to fucking protest a fucking white face, a black right. face party. Cause is that happening? No, mm-hmm. you don't ha- like these things that are presented, which mm-hmm. will only be presented because active white supremacy is being pre- right. set out by white people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, why would you, ha- like, yeah. why would these things even present themselves? That doesn't mean it makes that, no sense. Right. That doesn't mean that on a, hbcu campus there aren't things to protest yeah. it's just you have the freedom to protest beyond being black yeah, it's a lot it's, i would i would assume it's a lot safer right right um so yeah so that while that was what she said was true it's it's not very nuanced yeah you know not. what i'm saying and it discounts the work that black people at PWIs do. Yeah. That's one thing that I learned in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't go away to college. I went to a CUNY, so I didn't any all of this shit is like, mm, I didn't have experiences. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of work that black people at PWIs do that is usually overshadowed by um the work that HBCUs do and right in this country and all of right. that stuff and it's like nah that, that's a lot of fucking shit to like mm-hmm. fucking fight through and overcome and right. all of that stuff we're fighting to exist on campus we're starting organizations mm-hmm. we're creating spaces for greek letter organizations who there were not spaces for before yeah. we're and, fighting yeah. it, it is it is a microcosm of uh of the u.s yeah you know what I'm saying? it is and it is um sometimes a pressure cooker i mean right now the country is really because of what Asian orange cheese cracker or whatever we're in a state of of more I think overt um white supremacy which mm-hmm. are the things that we experienced on campus which yeah. I couldn't imagine experiencing outside of campus but also the internet and all these things now um but 
yeah shit shit is it gets it gets very real it and gets, it gets very yeah. hard it gets real yeah. and i'm like and i don't I'm, wish it on anybody honestly i do i did deserve to be at an hbcu you know what i'm saying it was not it wasn't in the cards for me mm-hmm. so and other people feel differently but yes i would have preferred to have an hbcu experience yeah um but don't discount what we did exactly on my white campus exactly you know Okay, so somebody comes and breaks up whatever conversation they were having. Sam never gets to film her. I guess she was going to show up and read Ricky yeah. Carter, so she never gets to film that. With her old-ass camera? With her old-ass camera. Silvio is back looking like a Disney villain. He is going <laughs> to introduce <laughs> Ricky Carter. like Jafar. Yep. So he goes out and he sees that the crowd is not what he thought it was going to be, and he kind of rushes his intro. But also... The white guy who sent Silvio out there is saying it's really important that we have people of color as the face of this movement, as the face of Mm -hmm. this right wing bullshit, um, because they love to prop them up and say, oh, see, this is not about racism. This is just about whatever other politics there are. When it's not, it's about racism. So Silvio sees the crowd is not what he thought it was going to be. He's shocked and he rushes his intro and he moves on. And then Ricky Carter comes out. Mm-hmm. and she's also shocked like oh my god okay and we pan out and we see that the audience is full of black people, black people so it's the, other people of color that's right yeah. it is oh good point there are they are yeah. sprinkled throughout there mm-hmm. it is um core the black group and the black caucus are there yep. and other other people of color it's also a few white folks in the mix mm-hmm. and again not the audience that ricky carter was prepared to speak to and everybody has an unbothered face everyone is there nobody is laughing everyone is staring um the pressure is on and she feels the pressure she was like oh this is surprising but yeah. you know i think you'll like at least the beginning of my speech um, and she's uncomfortable. So you still got your check, right? So Ricky still gets her check to mm-hmm. present and be there. But now you have to say everything that you had the balls to, to say, say in front of white people for a white audience for a white check. Say it in front of these black mm-hmm. people. Say it to my motherfucking That's right. face. If you think it's real. Say it to my face. If you want to have my name all up in your mouth say all the time. Say it to my face. So her discomfort is telling because she knows what she's saying is insane and stupid and ridiculous. And you a pussy. Oh, mm-hmm. balls. I like to say balls now because balls too. are actually mad, you know. They are very tender. Tender, delicate. Mm-hmm. Can't take much things. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. It's also nice to see James is there, everybody. Mm-hmm. So even though James, remember James was the, so James yeah, is he the Coco hater. He was into her. He was defending her. Yes. My future wife, this, yeah. that, or whatever. But he's there also in support of this movement because he knows it's not, I, I assume at this stage he knows, okay, no, this is whack. I just think he's a follower. And maybe that, maybe he's, <laughs> he's a follower. He's a follower. Maybe he's a follower. So Silvio sees Coco there in the audience and he's like, yo, what the fuck is this? You have to buy, have tickets. She's like, yeah, we do have tickets. We all purchase tickets. We're all paying customers um, or paying students, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then the guy from Pastiche shows up, up and it's clear that that's what they were working on. Right. He gave them the faculty skip code so that they could buy tickets early and sell out the event. Mm-hmm. and um there's that there's that yo i find it funny that the white man is eating popcorn <laughs> like oh because he's just there to watch yeah because his only real investment in this was that silvio was tarnishing his name because people thought, thought that he was, was silvio yes. right right mm-hmm. right so he's he's just there to watch the show yeah with his um, popcorn right he's not necessary even though what he did was semi-ally like yeah. he's not necessarily like bought into this yeah. or an ally it just happened to work for us that he wanted to fuck with sylvia right 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 
Uh, Reggie and Joelle are there filming it, getting turned on, which I thought was cute. Mm -hmm. Lionel is watching from his bedroom, and then we see Sam knock on the door because they have a mission tonight. So that was a good scene. I also like the ways that it showed different types of protest. Yeah. Yes. So Sam is there, and they're about to get on their little uh, mission. Lionel opens opens up his his closet with the private investigator kind of fucking you know map Mm -hmm. of people and all that Mm -hmm. shit so they're connecting all the dots so they connect the dots between the phrenology dude the secret orders and as they're doing that they're like circling different buildings Mm -hmm. on a map Mm -hmm. former slave quarters Mm -hmm. uh donald hancock who's a knight of elam or whatever other secret order Mm -hmm. evidence that they may have met in this other place Mm -hmm. sam looks at one of the pictures and she notices that a picture of um the black some students sitting outside of the black dorm are wearing they're all wearing these x pins yeah so she assumes that they're all order of x Mm -hmm. which i love looking at pictures of black people at pwis like Mm -hmm. old pictures it's like yo y'all did this i can get teared up right now and they were doing it i i feel like a lot of the black college experience has only been at HBCUs right. as far as what we see in TV and mm-hmm. media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And no, motherfuckers were going to PWIs and doing fucking work. It's like, yo, y'all did this. Yeah. Like, it's it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's really, really difficult. And like, I just feel like you're supposed to be a student, you know? Mm-hmm. Like nobody, you deserve to be a student. Yeah. Nobody deserves to have to do this shit on campus. Yeah. You know, where you should be enjoying being a student focusing on your studies you know what i'm saying like joelle is there she's fucking Mm pre-med or some shit yeah reggie is there to fucking he's a cs major or whatever the fuck they're not there they're not fucking doing race studies and yet this is their reality it's not fair Mm -hmm. but anyway so they connect the dots with these old pictures they circle those places and they're trying to figure out, okay, where do we meet? Sam says the quote, like, movements don't die. They just grow underground. That's something that her dad say. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason behind all the chaos that's been happening. Where's where's the meeting place? And Lionel's like, listen, I don't know. I'm just saying everything that I discovered. So they had circled all those different places where people were, different groups and secret societies were meeting on campus. And, and then it formed an X and they're like, oh shit, the bell tower is in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And Lionel mentions that, yo, that's actually one of the underground railroad paths yeah. that slaves used to use mm-hmm. um, on campus. And then Sam does that dunk face. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, like, like, she, like, yeah, she, like she dunk it out. Right. So they rush to the bell tower. They see Al running past like run we got the truth run <laughs> and my they favorite got the footage lionel is like thing. al is to be ignored keep moving yes which is so funny that everybody knows just fucking ignore al <laughs> it's ridiculous i feel like they shouldn't ignore him he is a problem He's a pro- <laughs> he is a fucking problem he needs, to be he needs to be stopped so they're in the bell tower okay which looks mad creepy and they're like, listen, we need to prove this secret it? group of elite black people exists. He's just nervous. It's dusty in there. He's probably getting, <laughs> he looks crazy. 
He's got asthma or some shit. She's like, listen, get excited. We both need a win. This is some black, black Harry, Harry Potter, Potter shit. shit. Which I think is cool because it's what we've all been thinking. It's like when they're sitting down looking through these dusty mm-hmm. ass books and like what's going to happen and connecting the dots. It's, it is all very like Harry Potter shit. I didn't think that because I never saw those or read those books, but I guess. I saw a few of the Harry Potter movies and... um that is what this is even the, like what's behind this door it's all very like wonderment and there is that feeling i think when we talk about and this is not to this is not to trivialize anything this is not to trivialize, trivialize the black experience or our history or any, in any way but there's so much about us as black people in our history that is um that has not been revealed yeah. that we have to look for. We have to discover, we have to uncover, mm-hmm. we have to connect dots. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there are times when we hear and we learn things about our family, like, Oh shit, that's why that happened. Yeah. And this is why, why that, that happened. happened. So there's something a little, I think Harry Potter esque oftentimes about black history and our stories and our lineage or mm-hmm. whatever, because a lot of us are connecting dots in this way. Yeah. Because you're, Cause you're we, we had to be underground. We had to be underground. And your DNA test, that little thing that's supposed to give you the keys and the answers, that don't tell you your history. I don't trust that test anyway. It don't tell you your history. Okay. I don't don't take those tests, y'all. I don't trust them. Oh my goodness. Next thing you know, you ran in some system. Don't take the test. Okay. So they see an X on one of the doors in the bell tower and they're like, All right, this is it. It's going to be behind the door. So they're looking for the others, right? They're imagining that there's going to be, be order of X is going to be waiting for them. Yeah. And they go in there. There's dusty. There's spider webs. There's fucking nothing. What gave it away for me, because they're supposed to go in there and meet people, is that when he opens the door, it's a cobweb that was stuck. So I'm like, ain't nobody open this door. Yeah, So exactly. that's it. There's nobody in there. So they're disappointed. Sam is sad. She's like, listen, my fucking father died. All type of shit happened mm-hmm. this semester. All my life I had to fight. All my life I had to fight. Lionel is like, what the fuck? I put so much time into this. So they're both screaming in rage. God damn it! In this dusty ass room. <laughs> oh God, I wish we got more of Lionel's face, but because you know his face. I need a whole season. Would have been. Good. I need a whole season. Sam announces that she's done with dear white people. She's over it. She's just quitting. She's like, I can't become another Ricky. Yeah. That's not. That's not what this is about for mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't know. Lionel was sitting on this really old, dusty-ass couch. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have sat there. No, I wouldn't have sat there either. That, that's another no-home training. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're animals. Or whatever the fuck. They're animals. Yeah. Totally. You go to college and you become an animal. Totally. Lionel's like, why does everything I do end up like this? What the fuck? He's feeling all sad and dejected. What's yeah. the point of anything? Yeah. I think he mentions Wesley, um, which we didn't really like go deep into Mm -hmm. yeah he's like when he didn't put himself out there he didn't expect anything good but now when he tries shit just gets fucking weird i actually had a conversation with my nephew about this i saw him the other weekend not about this um series actually i did mention the series to him and i was like what do you think about lionel he's like oh you know (laughs) he's nice (laughs) meanwhile in my head i'm like oh my god they are just alike (laughs) and he's like yeah you know he wouldn't think they were just of course not of course not meanwhile he's sitting there looking like lionel um (laughs) Yes, what I was explaining to him is that that's life, yo. Mm-hmm. It fucking sucks. You put yeah. yourself out there. Sometimes it's going to be great. And then when it's not great, it's going to fucking suck, yo. That's life. There's never, I feel like it's so rare that life is just do, 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 You know what I'm saying? It's if never you're just. you're a white straight man, probably. Oh, right, right. Yes, probably, probably. White says straight men are walking around. Do, 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 do,
that, true that. Sorbet shows up and wanders in the bell house. <laughs> that dog is always showing up. Yep. He likes caves yep. and some shit. Yep. Lionel is like, yo, every time I'm trying to do some shit, Sorbet shows up. Yo, what the fuck? Wait, Sorbet always shows up, but um, Kelsey still doesn't have Sorbet. Kelsey still has not found her dog. Mm-hmm. She finds out Silvio is basically a fucking vampire. I find somebody I like and he wants to fuck everyone. What the fuck? It's all bullshit, yo. This is all bullshit. Lionel has had it up to here. He's fucking had it. He has had it. Sam is now comforting him like it's going to be okay. And then we realize um, the bell rings. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't. They're in there. It's not 8 o'clock yet. So the time is 8 o'clock. It is not time. It's not time yet. early motherfuckers. Yeah. But they're like, well... She, Sam is like, well, you and I are here, so that's something. In this moment, we see a figure in the back at the door, and the voice is talking, and look, this y'all are here. Sam, oh, he says their names. Lionel, Sam, y'all are here. Oh, and there's Sorbet. And this is some Harry Potter shit right here. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've seen you, been watching you closely, like a fucking person discovering wizards. Mm-hmm. And motherfucking Giancarlo Esposito shows up. The voice of the narrator. The narrator. First of all, he is one of my favorite actors, yo. He is a good fucking Whenever he shows up, actor. whenever I'm watching him um, and he shows up or we're watching something, yeah. he comes out the blue, I'm like, motherfucking Giancarlo Esposito. fucking actor that I feel like is not acknowledged. No, not enough. He not is enough. a good fucking For anybody actor. who doesn't know who we're talking about, um, he was in the movie Fresh. He was in um, oh, yeah, Do the Right Thing. Yeah, right yeah. Thing. He was in Do the Right Thing. He was in Breaking Bad. Oh, he, this is Gus from Breaking Bad. Yes. He was in School Days. Yes. He's the, he's the bad guy kind of on School Days. Mm-hmm. He is motherfucking Giancarlo Esposito. And let me tell you something. I almost cried. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I know you did because I saw the whole series. Woo! And when you creamed in your pants when you mentioned he was uh-huh. the narrator the first episode, I and like, I know you hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, I was she like, is, he found them. She is going They're to. They're going to be safe now. <laughs> he found them. It's all good. He's like, I found you. And I like to say he's aged rather nicely. Yo. Daddy can get it. This is a zaddy right here. Right. Yo. He can totally get it. And what's about to happen, yo? This is like, what's, yes. what are they going to do with next he season? Has, it's about to go down, face. It is about to go down. It's about to go down. I want to see what they're going to do with this. Um, And the, this whole scene, the, the music they played, everything, it was like, it was like, it was Harry Potter. It was a good setup for the next season. Totally. I'm, I want to see. I'm like, super I'm excited. excited. I'm super excited. They're playing um, Decibels or some shit by Jadena. The song itself. Oh, I do know that song. Okay. I don't love it. I love, I do. I love the beat and every, the way they position it here. No, here is, I was yes. like, this shit is a fucking banger. Yes. And then mm-hmm. I went back and I listened to the soundtrack. I was like, oh. No, no. I oh. like to hear mm-hmm. the way that they set that up. It's perfect. Yes. It's, oh, and it yeah. made me feel like, oh, after being abused on this white campus for 10 episodes, there's some safety. Yes. And it's motherfucking there's some safety. And now we're going to get to see the rebellion or whatever that happens. Right, right, right. Later, right. that light skin owl um, doesn't know what's happening. Light skin ass like, owl, man. They need to check him. I would like for light skin people to stop embarrassing The him. reason why no one's checking him, though, is because he's light skin and they think he's harmless needs to be checked oh right maybe yes. so also, that's my dear black people justin simeon said there's more to his character that yeah, I'm we sure. can yeah. um look for he's excited I'm about sure, whatever I'm sure. the fuck he needs know. to be checked so we don't know if this um season has been if, if it's been renewed for season three yet mm-hmm. so because i've been checking and looking for that every five minutes fucking refreshing my browser and shit mm-hmm. 
but I guess we'll know. We didn't know last time until like two two months after the last season had yeah. premiered. So hopefully they'll tell us soon. I hope they renew it. I fucking love it. Yeah. I loved it. I really, I, I loved I the, season the season and I loved renewing it. I hope that you all enjoyed listening to us. Um, do you have any dear black people? My dear black people is mm-hmm. don't think light-skinned people running around being impulsive <laughs> is not threatening. <laughs> that is threatening. Dear black people. Right, Just right. because he's light, he's a light man doesn't mean that he can he's be harmless. Like, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's how they treat him. Like, it's just out. It's just out. Get out of here. He's your, too impulsive. Light, feelings. Yes, he's yeah. too impulsive. He needs to be stopped. Yes. He needs to be stopped. Let's see. I think that's a perfect dear black people. Dear white people. Dear white people. Dear white people. Um, Giancarlo Esposito was a bad bitch before Breaking Bad. Yeah. Okay. Definitely was. So know that. That's one pointer. Mm-hmm. Dear white people, stop being so violent and trash and garbage. Okay. Republicanism is fucking racism. White nationalism ain't cute. It's racism. Dear white people, just because you have a person on color on board with your bullshit doesn't mean it's not bullshit anymore. It also doesn't mean it's not racist. It's no longer racist. That's not what it means. It doesn't at all. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This was fun. This was so fun. I'm super excited about. Do we have an overall for the series, dear black people? You in danger, girl. Okay. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. I have another dear black people. HBCU. PWI motherfuckers have different things to bring to the table. We have different experiences yeah. and we need one another support. We And we contribute to getting over this oppression in many right. different ways. There's right. not one way to, for it to look, mm-hmm. it looks like many different things based on your proximity to whiteness right. and white supremacy, right. but it doesn't mean that any of that is void. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's actual and then factual. All right. The one I, 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 no, we don't want to go back. Just to, to get it on. All right. You got to know me. Got to know me. Got to know, baby. Okay. Baby. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. Yes. That and then overall for dear white people again. Yeah. Just stop being trash. Please. Stop Not being even trash. please. You better stop being trash, yo. Stop being trash so we did a review episode series we did it yo we did it um as always please be sure to follow us on the internet at t with qj on twitter and instagram um you can always email us if you have thoughts about the series you can shoot us an email t-mail t with queen and j at gmail.com we are also on facebook and Tumblr, T yes. with Queen and J. Be sure to use the hashtags, hashtag T with QJ, hashtag Dear Black People. You can use the hashtags um, Dear White People, people or Dear White People, people too. 2, the number 2. Um, what else? Um, I think that's it. That's right. If you want to come and be black with us or if you want to come and watch us be happy and black, we are having our third annual Juneteenth after work kickback. We will mm-hmm. leave a link to that on the show in the show notes. That's happening on Tuesday, June 19th in NYC from 6 to 10 p.m. at Vaughn. That is at 3 Bleecker. Um, RSVP. It's free. And the first, first 50, 50 guests, people. that's right. They get a free drink. Yes. So come through, have a good time with us. Celebrate Juneteenth. If you don't know what that shit is, Google it and then RSVP and come through and kick it with us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Subscribe um, to our podcast. If that's you, right. If you met us Please, through this review if you series. enjoy us. Um, yeah. Subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Come listen to our regular shows and how we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. This was fun. That's right. We're going to be doing another review episode of a separate thing soon. 
Um, and then if there are other things that you would like to see us review, give us a holler. You can please, as always, go back and check out our We Gotta Have It series reviews of She's Gotta Have It and let us know what you think. Yeah? Yeah. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Do we say anything else? No, we don't. Okay. Bye. Bye. Sorbet? Every time I try to solve something, here comes Sorbet! I dig and find out Solio's basically a vampire. I find someone I actually like and he wants to fuck everyone. Whoa, whoa, Wes? It's all bullshit! Sorry. It's, it's gonna be okay, Lionel. No one's here. And no one's coming. Well, we're here. Lionel. Sam. And look, Sorbet. I see you've been watching closely. Jesus.